Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with you. This is what I am. My doja kosher game over, soldier, I'm coolin', be on the sofa Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor Don't mean it, it's soldier, but fuck the vultures, ah Feel them the dopeness and proper dosage, ah Crank up the focus to get it amplified Feel it's in the skillet, but still it's some bigger fish to fry Designed to recline and sip the chateau Flying on the bronze behind with a bang of death Well, do it right! That is, unless you're not listening live This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast it is Wednesday, April 10th, 2019. I'm your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me uh, on this uh, really nice day, we'll go ahead and bring on our co-host, uh, Cameron Hawkins. Cameron, what's, uh, what's going on? How's it going, man? Hey, things are going. Um, how's everything with you? How are things? Yeah, everything's all right. Get ready, ready for our, our, our new season of the East Coast cast, as it was. Yes, uh, season premiere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this. Wait, speaking of, I've, 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 for the last past, I don't know, couple of months, I've, uh, I've been thinking, like, should I start branding the uh, episode number? You know, like I listen to the Bodega Boys, they're like, yeah, episode, you know, 152, da 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 da, and you know, we're at the point. Well, shit, we've been at the point. You know, we're, this is like episode 445 or something. That, yeah, uh, yeah that, um, that might be something to... Probably not. I mean, whatever. I would have been doing it if I really wanted to. But, you know, we're up there. We're coming up on uh, 500 episodes in, a, in a less than a year. Been quite more than a year. Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, um, got all the salutations out of the way. Uh, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent ways uh, to contact us here. There are two ways to have your voice heard on this show. Oh, shut up. The first way, give us a call. Hit up the Constellation line, 347-202-0103. That gets you in line. You will get to your call before uh, the show is over, 347-202-0103. Second way to have your voice heard is our voicemail line. Uh, give us a call on our voicemail line. You've got three unadulterated minutes. Uh, you got questions, comments. you got a rant in you. That is a place to do it. Hit the voicemail up at 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229 for the voicemail line. You can always uh, shoot us an email uh, anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, hit us up at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. It looks like we've got a non-VIP email in from Jabron out in Vegas. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, put somewhere in your subject or the body of the email that you're VIP or non-VIP, so we know which segment of the show to uh, get to it. Uh, and the last, oh, no, you can find us on Twitter. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can 
find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk, and that's C E E Hawk. And we had, uh, uh, and so yeah, our last bastion of Get Adage is our Facebook fan page, which over the last three days has uh, has seen quite the influx. You, the internet is such a spectacular thing, right? You just never know what's going to hit. I mean, sometimes you have a good feeling, like, oh yeah, this is this is going to do well, or this sucks. This maybe you get a like or two. But the damn meme with Mr. Miz, George Mizanin, with his dukes up, right? That got photoshopped into all kinds of cool stuff and funny stuff. Well, the one that's got us uh, got all the attention that I posted a couple days ago was. Uh, him, George Mazan, standing there with his dukes up, nothing photoshopped about it, just the picture. And it says, when you're lit off of three $1 margaritas at Applebee's. God damn, people are, <laughs> they are loving and sharing the shit out of that meme. And it's brought all yeah. these people to our page. You know, people, you know how, because that's how the thing works. Uh-huh. And uh, so, let me go ahead and Give a quick bunch of shout outs here. Oh. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Uh, so shout out to Bruce Lorenz, Mark Jones, Mason Ash, Ash, Abshire, Rick Cook, Kirby Brown, Ken Howell, Heather Sherry, Jason Parker. Thank you all. A lot of likes in a week. So yeah, so do what they did. Share, you know, share our various memes and articles and stuff that gets posted over there. Tag your wrestling buddies uh, in it. Spread the word that way. Y'all know how it works. Um, you know what? I have something from last week that we got an email from uh, from uh, VIP subscriber uh, Mike in Grand Rapids, but I want to wait. I don't think I can wait. I want to wait till Rich comes on, but I can't. Um, so while I have as probably the peak audience, <laughs> I want as many people, including you, Cam, to hear Rich Fan two weeks ago um, on the uh, VIP uh, intro. Hey, welcome everybody to uh, the VIP portion. Okay, uh, the VIP put well now. Uh, the VIP portion. Uh, portion. Oh, I had myself <laughs> muted. Whoops. Uh, wow. Uh, and I'm the one who ain't drank a thing. I hit mute in my button slip. <laughs> this Sorry, is, y'all. <laughs> VIP portion of the East Coast cast and Travis Bryant. Uh, that's Rich Fan. Gassy, rich fan, apparently. <laughs> so obviously that was a bit <laughs> doctored, a tiny little bit extra for Mike. Uh, but yeah. Um, so no, I just wanted to, you know, family man, Mr. Wholesome, you know, uh, Rich. Uh, rich perpetrates a lot of fraud. I just want to. Gross. I just wanted the world to know. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Cam, um, what is uh, what what is the highlight? What is the, the headline of this past week? I mean, besides yeah, yeah, I think 
Or yeah, I think you have to. Like, I think you, you probably have to go with four things. I think. Um, you know, Johnny Gargano becomes the NXT champion. Uh, Seth Rollins becomes Universal champion. Kofi Kingston becomes WWE champion, and Becky Lynch becomes uh, Raw champion. and SmackDown Women's champion. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know those are those are the, the big four titles um, on the uh, you know in in WWE, and they and they all changed hands. One of them, you know, had to change hands. But yeah, um, WrestleMania weekend, um, a lot of a lot of spectacle, a lot of really good wrestling. Um, what had to change hands? Come out of it. Uh, the NXT title. Oh, oh, okay. But we like they had to have a new champion. And I guess in a way, the women's uh, no matter who got a pen, some you know There's somebody was going to be one uh, new champion. Yeah, yeah true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah, those are all the main. You know, yeah. I mean, if, if you could make your paper like a, you know, photo grid, uh, uh, a four-corner grid, you would have uh, definitely you'd be able to fill all those things in with, with your various major champions. Um, but yeah. but beyond, beyond the matches and in-ring stuff throughout the weekend, was WrestleMania weekend, now that it's over, SmackDown's over, uh, was, it a, was, it a, was it a win? Was it a... Plus, uh, oh, you write it down that it's over. I think um, I think if you if you start outside of WWE um, with um, you know with the G1 show um, with the the like, Rick show yeah, that was a big deal the Orange Cassidy show and you know just uh, whoever you want to put there like. These shows were all successfully go. Wale Mania, you know, like everybody seems to have a good time. I have not heard people say WrestleMania was a letdown. Um, everybody seems to have. It's funny. I haven't heard people say it's a letdown. Um, and so, typically, like there are a lot of people who aren't saying anything, which means they don't have a lot to complain about. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just uh, these would be really positive vibes coming out of it. I think it's a win all around. I'm sure. Everybody made more money than they've ever made before, um, which is always a win. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was positive all around. Even even WWE. I mean, I'm sure the gate because tickets, the way tickets work, <laughs> you know, prices are always you're always going to make money if you even if you mm-hmm. get five percent less people in the building because of how tickets work. But is becoming a bigger thing for them. You know, um, they're definitely having bigger takeovers. So yeah, just um, just a win. The only problem was what we knew going in was the goddamn length. I mean, we all knew yeah. that. We all, the last three years, have experienced these six and seven hour WrestleManias. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the one consistent negative. It, it, it's just yeah. it's too long. And I don't I mean, remember. I, I, I don't literally fell asleep. Like, you know, I was, you, yes, you did. Made it, I think I, through the mid event. Right before it, and I was like, I was gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we literally the, what we noticed was when Charlotte uh, was they show, first showed the helicopter, and we looked over to you, or somebody's like, yeah, okay, like, are you looking? Are you seeing this? Because there was no reaction from you know that side of the room, <laughs> and like this motherfucker sleep. And we woke you up, and you was like, mm-hmm, I, yeah, I see it. And then we went, right? Yeah, that was dope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. 
But yeah, that was the one thing. It was, it was too long. But oh, oh, and I don't remember this in 2013. If if I just wasn't, if it wasn't as big of an issue, I can imagine it being a bigger issue six years ago. But the transportation. Oh well, one thing is you didn't have people getting out of the building at 12 goddamn 30 in 2013 because it was a regular yep. normal four hour or so you know WrestleMania. Uh-huh. I'd like to actually, yeah. The show started at seven. It was probably oh, well over by eleven. You know, you still got two, an hour and a half to get to the, you know, to get out of town. The I think the last train is at like one or something, or, or close to one a.m. And if you got people leaving your building at twelve damn thirty-five, twelve forty-five, try to literally haul ass and run to the train station. That's that's just. But I don't understand why with all the money. WrestleMania brings to a, a town or what an area. They didn't have any kind of uh, any kind of special uh, or longer hour trains and buses, buses and stuff. I don't know how East Rutherford works. I know it's literally the swamps of New Jersey. Uh, that's like a, not a, an insult. It just is. I don't know what the infrastructure around there is. When we went, I think all of everybody in our squad drove and were within. 12 to 20 minutes of their hotel to, from the stadium. Yeah. But I've just being in Newark in May in 2016 with Wade going to see Extreme Rules, like leaving there, just trying to decide, do we catch an Uber that, that you know, that's surging, that's going to cost us $200 to get back into town? Or do we get this, uh, the, the cabbie, the African boy that, to get us in town for 60 bucks? And yeah, yeah obviously. Pretty easy, but yeah, I, I can imagine what it was probably like at twelve thirty, one o'clock, uh, trying to get the fuck out of East Goddamn Rutherford. But they got to be better about that. I mean, that's that's yeah. kind of unacceptable. It's not you're not you're not doing your you're doing your fans a disservice by uh, making oh, them have the entire disservice. They budget for you know they budget for mania, and they budget for like basically they budget for how much money they need to spend up until the main event of WrestleMania and not a dollar more. And so for them to have to go and spend an extra $200, I just, yeah, it's really unfortunate. Any other, any fall through the crack stories that uh, deserve? (coughs) I mean, you know, we did get um, an interesting few days of TV. Um, you know, uh, we, we were teased with a title versus title match nobody thought was going to happen. And it started and didn't finish. You know, um, whose celebration um, we started one on SmackDown. Um, no, I mean, pretty by the books. And, and by the books is not a bad thing. Like, I'm, I'm certainly not saying by the books is, is wrong. They, they seem to have done a pretty good job with it. Um, yeah, I, I think that's about hey, it. Um, Thoughts on uh, Lars Sullivan finally making his main roster debut? Um, I mean, he's his physicality looks good. I think he has a great look. Um, you know, I I, I always want people to be in the best position you know possible to succeed. Um, and specifically, you know, people like that. Like I, I hope they're in a good mental space to deal with the pressures of this job because, you know, I I I don't want to see him you know fall apart. But I definitely like. You're afraid for a guy like that to fall apart mid-segment or mid-match 
because of pressures. Like, I hope that doesn't happen to him. So I think they've done a good job with him. I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it. Like, I hope that I hope that it goes well for him. Like, like really, like, I, ooh. So it's a rough spot to be in to have to go home because you can't, you know, handle it and then get thrust into, like, these two big spots, um, you know, back-to-back nights. So, yeah, we'll see. It's yeah. interesting they play – have him here before the official shakeup. Like they put him on TV, which means to me that they think a lot of him and wherever they're going to place him, um, he's going to, you know, be a big part of it. And what kind of uh, connects to that a little bit? Any thoughts on the Usos losing to the fucking Hardy Boys? Uh, it, it, it just signals a just signals a move to Raw. I hope. You know, like they 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 beat all the good tag teams two days before. So, you know, it, to, to me, it's just a plot device, and I, I have to ride with that. It's not a, <laughs> we got you to sign for five more years. This is what you get for, you know, for making us sweat and not just saying thank you. Thank you for the contract. But, I mean, I've made their bones, though, to me. Like, you know what I think of them, and I I realize more people think the same thing than I think. Like, they're, they're up there with the very best WWE teams of all time, so having them lose in short order to a legacy team, I don't think hurts them because... Like, a legacy team that we all thought six months ago was gone. Like, done. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. And now Matt Hardy has abs again. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, like, they're, you know, um, I just think that we've been saying for him near a year, how much some combination of the Usos, the Bar, and the New Day need to get away from each other. And the Raw is the perfect spot for probably the Usos who haven't been there in forever um, to really have a a worthwhile tag team division again. And what about the SmackDown tag division? Um, I don't know how long Ricochet and, uh, and Aleister Black will be a team. But, like, you would have the bar over there. You'd have two-thirds of the New Day potentially over there. You have the Hardys over there. You have a, a Rusev and a Nakamura. Like, whether those tag teams are top tier or not, they stack up way better than the tag teams on Raw. And so I think you get a new – I mean, you have Usos in the Revival now, um, if that sticks. So I think that, you know, it's just a – and, you know, Raw being the longer show, too, like, they've been needing tag teams – so why not put the best tag team over there? We've had this that part of the conversation of you know a bunch of times over the last uh, three years since the mm-hmm. since uh, too damn long in, in, in twenty sixteen. So all right, are you looking forward to the shakeup? Um, Is that yeah, something that I want to see. I think the the biggest thing, like I want to see. Um, you know, if a an Adam Cole moves up, um, you know, I'm I'm I'm, with, I'm always more curious about who comes up um, as opposed to who moves over. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting if a um like a Seth and a Kofi get switched, if Becky hmm. Lynch is actually drafted, you know, if Charlotte is drafted, um, not even drafted. Like I don't know why I call it that. Dude, you know, yeah. get sent over there. Um, and then, like, um, people have been anticipating a uh, 
a title swap with the Intercontinental and U.S. titles. So I'd love to see a Joe on Raw, and I'd love to see a Finn Balor on SmackDown, away from the nonsense that is Raw. We're going to deal with uh, immediately Joe Strowman. I mean, that's what we're... Yeah, Braun Strowman is abs. That's so ridiculous. Like, what, is, what are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, um, like, to see if, you know, they... Roman Reigns is a really interesting one, I think. Um, you know, to see if he goes to SmackDown with SmackDown being on Fox in the fall. Do you make that move early and kind of change your landscape? And <laughs> How much... Like, imagine how much people would hate Roman Reigns if he beat Kofi for the title. <laughs> <laughs> All your hard work is gone again. My goodness. Uh, wow. I kind of want to see that happen now. All right. Let's um, let's open things up to some callers. Um, and as you do that, I'm actually going to call right back in. Okay. 347-202-0103. Get in queue. I see people in line, even Darrell, but, but he knows the rules, so I'm assuming he's busy or not expecting to, you know, get, get called on. But press one uh, on your uh, dial pad if you want to, if you want to get on for sure, you know, on on the call, so we know. Uh, just put your hand up. It lets us know you, you want to get on there. So six one six and eight zero four, and even you eight four five. Uh, hit one if you want to uh, if you want to uh, be on air. Let me start things out with Jabron's email out in Vegas. Uh, he says two questions for y'all this week, fellas. <coughs> uh, first off, Trav, you said last week WWE wouldn't get any returns or surprises. Well, we got one. John Cena, as crazy as it is. As crazy as it was to see uh, see him in that character, he wasn't supposed to be he wasn't supposed to be in over a decade. Huh? Well, as crazy as it was to see him in that character that he wasn't that he hasn't been in in over a decade. Okay, my bad. That was mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't it was still a surprise return that we didn't see coming. Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't know. I mean, we knew John Cena was going to be on WrestleMania. Like, I get that. You know. A palette swap, as it were, is kind of different. But you know, it was a moment. It was a thing. And I, and in fairness, like Jack, you saw me. I bought that. Like I was, <laughs> I was all for it. I was hyped all the time. And it was kind of a surprise, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, not your traditional. I mean, Mania isn't the place. I mean, Rumble is the place for the turns. Occasionally at Mania, you'll get a run in or something like that, but. Typically, mania isn't where you get returns. That's just why I'm sure when I said there won't be any returns. Um, but yeah, that was that was cool. That was a nice little nice little segment. It was you know it's it's weird and even the crowd like the immense as soon as he said yo 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 it was like this like oh my god kind of reaction from the crowd like like you know. Really sound like that, <laughs> and they want to be mad at uh, Alexander Ocasio Cortez <laughs> for code switching when they see they get to. Uh, yeah, no, um, it was it was it was cute, and it was a, a decent payoff 
to the to the Elias deal. I'm surprised I didn't figure it out when they were playing the uh, favorite video. Like, oh, this is this is set up for saving. But I often don't see things that are right in front of me. Uh, so that was it was it was it was it was cool, and it led to it it fed into the next night with you know Undertaker basically do with rap or anything, but Undertaker getting uh, 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 up in Elias' face and tombstoning. Uh, so. And so uh, from Gibran, he continues, I can't be the only one that's puzzled to why they would show Charlotte, Charlotte Flair flying in a helicopter before the match and her getting out and walking into the stadium and then have her come out second. Uh, To me, it seems like that was a fuck up, but I could be wrong. Uh, And I wanted your opinion to why they showed that before the match. Well, I mean, uh, it seemed logical. Would it have made sense for her to? I mean, she has to like get to the entrance area. So in the meantime, let's introduce Brian Rodgers or whoever came out first. I don't have. I don't have yeah, I don't have much. They they didn't have. They were introducing champs first all night. So that that there goes, you know, like whoa, maybe. I just had no issue with it. I don't know. I didn't. Even yeah, I think um, somebody actually texted me while I was asleep um, saying, hey, that Charlotte entrance was dumb. It's just a thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, so was John Cena driving and busting through the glass, and, and it's just uh, it's WrestleMania. Yeah. You get the over-the-top, uh, over-the-top gimmick or entrance or whatever. So you had to remember the 600 scenes lining up the, uh, lining the, the, the ramp. Yeah, Triple H, why did he get to come out on the monster truck or whatever the fuck that was? Mad Max Triple H. It's just a thing to do. Like, hey, we got all this budget. Let's <laughs> run a fucking helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. How do you drive a car to the ring uh, where you have the longest pants? I don't. I, I, was that rant really 45 minutes? Because in, in, in the moment, I know I was probably outside, like, having a smoke or in the kitchen, like, eating or whatever. So I didn't see every moment. Like, I didn't see – I had to see the replay, run in and see the replay of the, of the thing getting pulled out of his nose. Like, I didn't see every bit of the match. But it didn't feel like 45 minutes. And I think that's to do with watching wrestling with a group. <laughs> were, were you at that point? Probably. Okay. I, I think it's watching to kind of – Started, started to fade. <laughs> I, I think that's the, you know, what was it? Peak what was it like ten, twelve people there maybe at the at the at the height. So there's something different watching with a group and just, you know, other you know, compared to staying at home you know, by yourself. Uh, you feel every minute of that damn six hours if you're just sitting at your couch by yourself, no reaction, no alcohol in you. <laughs> you know none of that, but but if that match was forty five minutes. It didn't it didn't feel like it to me. But holy crap, they need to they that's just sheesh. Remember when that bad blood match between him and Kevin Nash was almost an hour? 
in Hell in a Cell as if yes. Kevin Nash needs to be going a fucking hour. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, anyway, he said, uh, Jabari continues with the shakeup coming. Who believe? Do you believe there will be some big moves with some of the bigger names on the roster, or will it just be a bunch of mid carders that will be on the move? Uh, thanks, fellas. Uh, they, I'm sure they'll do it. You know, somebody will move. It depends. Like, what do you consider Joe? Right? Like, I consider that a big move. When Joe is top tier yeah. superstar. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Miz sure he's probably, going. yeah, Miz probably stays. I mean, I think, I really think Roman is the wild card. Like, do they do they move Roman earlier? Do they, do they quote, unquote, waste a pick on Brock and send Brock to SmackDown? Oh, my God. Man, do you, like, like just kind of like a uh, uh, fantasy GMing. Do you do you waste do you uh quote unquote waste a pick on on Brock? It doesn't have to be like the first three or five, but do you try to uh him up somewhere? I think this has the potential to be one of the most interesting shakeups because they're they they didn't do a ton with NXT call ups and I think we all assumed they wouldn't because of they had some call-ups in November, and then they had Ricochet and Alistair. Before the big hmm. six. Like, they called, yeah. They, but they still, in that in the shakeup, they, there's, they could say, I mean, I don't think it will happen, but Velveteen could get you know, drafted or whatever. Could, could you imagine they just, yeah, they just call that little up, <laughs> and then it's like, wait a minute, what? Oh, my God. It's just, yeah. Well, that would be better than he'd be a lot more a lot more ready than like Apollo Cruz was because that was a guy that got called up. Yeah. The kind of when he was looking to like, oh, well, he's about to like be in the mix, have a couple title title match, maybe get a run with the with the belt, and then he was called mm-hmm. up and never never got any traction. I guess with the Titus Worldwide yeah. tiny bit. And but, it looks like like we thought Shayna Baszler was like a shoe in to get the call up. Yeah. And like. You know, not only did she retain, she retained strong. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking for like, um, oh well, they're they're they they might be looking to do something in the next few weeks on TV, uh, and then she can get called. Up. Well, I don't know. I don't think you have her beat the top, you know, contender or top three contenders. That you know, it's interesting though, strong. and I don't have any results. Um, but you know, I and I don't know what the schedule is, but. Uh, Buddy Murphy and Bill team for the North American Championship is happening, like now. You mean like at this moment? Where? Like at like at this moment? Like uh, you at know, a house show or sorry, like a NXT running. show? No, like at the NXT taping. So oh. I'm taping, like oh. I don't know if that means that we're gonna see it in an hour. Um, no. We're see it next week or the week after, but. Because I don't know what their schedule like. They they probably did. They, they uh, give, you know, the night after matches at Barclays, right? They usually give us those, yeah. The stuff they take over. Like two weeks of, of Barclays matches, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the other team gets called up as North American champion. Um, but I mean, that could happen. But yeah, I think the people we thought were going to come up from NXT uh, that was left that weren't already there. Like it was, it was really Shayna and like you know, it's too soon for War Raiders because. You know, you have to have uh, 
I don't know, like a Street Profits or a Mustache Mountain or a Forgotten Son, like eventually gets that spot. Especially since you just had a tournament. So it's it's tough. Like for, for a big names, I'm like Roman Reigns. Um, I don't know how injured Drew McIntyre is. And then yeah, you know, we should talk about like maybe they split up the new day. Like, you know, they they did the celebration for Kofi. Um, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if, if Big E gets drafted to Raw and just Big E? Yeah. Or, I mean, hell, if they get drafted as a team. Like, you, you don't know. Xavier and Big E, you're saying? Yeah, just like Xavier and Big E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would – obviously, Big E getting drafted by – or getting picked by himself would be – uh, a bigger story well, mm-hmm. one because well, he'll get singles on Raw and then two where does that leave Xavier who and, yeah. and a lot of you know certainly not in the beginning but he turned out to be you know absolutely it, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't want to say he call him the glue but he's a strong adhesive holding the thing together possibly you know yeah and that's obviously different because he's not like the most dominating guy on the, on the team. So we we mean that in different in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like what happens to Xavier Woods on his own, as far as like how the company sees him and treats yeah. him. That would be very interesting. So. All right. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, his time of year is just rife for speculation. I mean, it's just kind of what it's what it's built for. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let me bring Rich on, and uh, so he can hear hear his, hear his embarrassment. Hey, Rich. What embarrassment? Oh, you're gonna hey, welcome everybody to uh, the VIP portion. Okay. Uh, the VIP put well now. Uh, the VIP portion uh, portion oh, of the I had myself muted. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, <laughs> and I'm the one who ain't drank a thing. I hit mute in my button slip. <laughs> your, your, your button slipped, Rich. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't say anything. Hold on one second. I got to get it. Go. I was stretched. Wow. Yes, sir. Now I'm going to go to this point. All right. I'll be right out. What are you disappointed in? Wait, listen. First, I had to get my student's pizza. Second of all, I completely acknowledge that, you know, I hit the wrong button and thought I was on mute. Third, when I am in uh, Austin for our 10th anniversary in July, I'm on punch in the throat. Yeah, that was Mike from Grand Rapids that did since that in. I just <laughs> and edited it so flawlessly. <laughs> well, Mike, Mike from Grand Rapids was just doing your bidding. Hold on one second. Uh, Damn. Okay, you, you, not me. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, me. Yeah, that's difficult. Shameful, Travis. You record. You you basically enlisted Mike from Grand Rapids on this. I recorded. I secretly recorded you on our uh, <laughs> long-running uh, <laughs> show. Some people don't know. People don't know, but that's yeah. That's what you do. 
So now we'll get into it a little bit in in, in VIP, but or maybe not because I've read a bunch of shit today and I kind of want to. We ain't talk comic books in like a month and self-made and uh, a prodigy and the damn second issue of the Wonder Twins were fantastic. So I kind of want to talk about that. But tell folks a little bit about your experience. You were you were in New York for a couple of days. You got this. You got to go to a bunch of shit. Documented it all. You, you know, Check Rich's social media for all his pics and, and, and stuff. But yeah, give a kind of a, a quick yeah, rundown of how the weekend was. Yeah, weekend. I mean, weekend was great. Um, I mean, I'm going to give a limited rundown because I am on the flagship tomorrow of Wade Keller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, talking okay. about that as well as my predictions for what's going on with the Superstar Shakeup and more. Uh, mm-hmm. But. Um, I think the big thing for me was I knew going in with New York logistically, I wasn't trying to get stressed out. Like, as Cam joked, because my buddy who was with me for most of the time is not a native New Yorker. He's from Buffalo. He was okay. like, uh, you have to be the fastest walker I've ever seen in my uh-huh. life. And I was like, I walk with a purpose, man. That's what I learned at a very young age in Brooklyn. You got to walk with a purpose or you're getting hit in the back of the head. And so I walk like you sure that wasn't you know, something you, you learned as a – for the Russian Confederation. See, see. Wow. Hey, I'm, just, I'm, asking, I'm asking pertinent questions, Rich. You're asking the tough questions, Travis Omar. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Hey, yeah. New name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Um, but just, no, just, no, uh, I, uh, yeah. When did you get there? And how, how long did you stay? How many shows? Did you go to? And, uh, yeah. um, I got there on Thursday. I went to a show a day and then stayed till Monday. Went to show a day and then wound up uh, going home, like I said, Monday. Uh, <clears throat> I saw WXW, uh, MLW Battle Riot, the New Japan show, and then watched WrestleMania from my buddy's apartment. And then went home, you know, Monday afternoon. Uh, and then watched a couple of the, like, the Joey Janela Spring Break, uh, IWS, the, the Interspecies Wrestling, and some other wild ones. Um, uh, the Joey Ryan Penis Party. Uh, what else? Uh, Yo, that fucking gift, man. I want to, I want to throw the whole wrestling. Which one? The human, the human centipede one? I'm talking about them going butt to butt. Oh, tied up yeah, in the rope that... going ass to ass cheeks yeah. to ass cheeks. Like, come yeah. on, yo. Like, what is, I don't even, I'm trying to figure out, like, how could this work? I know this is a gift, and I'm not, I'm missing the context, but clearly there's context would make that make that spot make sense. <laughs> and I'm just like, Barely. this is just embarrassing, yeah. man. Like, Definitely ask bullshit. what's the appeal. Bullshit. Yeah. So, but yeah, okay. But yeah, it was, you know, I had fun. For me, I, I, I was telling Wade, the big thing I enjoyed the most was MLW because they had a boy, Myron Reed, who was basically like, if Cam had a younger brother who he got into wrestling, gassed him mm-hmm. up and just said, like, you're going to do what I would do because he was great. Not only was he a great wrestler, but apparently someone had had a long-running, like, John session with him on social media about how good he is at NBA 2K. <laughs> and so, like, he found the fan. So, like, in the middle of the match when the cameras weren't on him, he's like, you know, I'd wax you again in, in 2K if I had the chance. And then, like, instantly wow. back in character. Like, 
Like the dude was shook because he did not realize that he knew who he was. <laughs> he's gonna get called the fuck out, right? <laughs> he's like, he's like, you think that jumble game gonna stop me this time? He's like, snatch a headlock. Wow. It was so good because one of the best things he did, he did this inside out dive, landed by my side of the bleachers, got up, and then as he was like stumbling around, like they're checking on him, they're chanting MLW. He's like still making eye contact with the dude. Was uh, was that a TV taping, the one you went to? Yeah, it was not only a TV taping, but it was like they kind of did what NXT does where, like, they have Fusion, which is, like, their quick TV episodes, and then Battle Riot was the thing that was going to be live on BN Sport. So they did, like, three weeks of TV and the big show. So Cornette was there on commentary? Yep, Cornette was up at the nice. top on commentary. It was based out of a nightclub in New York. So it was a pretty nice venue. And then, you know, like I said, uh, Myron Myron Reed was awesome. He was teamed up with, uh, like he's been aligned with uh, Rick Swan. So those two were together. And then when okay. people, you know, when people were trying to be slick with him, I really, like uh, Steve had been mentioning, he's a younger guy and he's learning. Whenever people would be talking about him, he said, why don't y'all focus on the match, man? Just focus on the match. Don't talk to me. I was like, I appreciated that because he's trying to get – you know, rich the attention rather than like putting it on himself. And speaking yeah. of attention being put on themselves, that manager Selena De Laurenta, I'm surprised Vince hasn't signed or Triple H hasn't signed her yet. Because she's a fitness so model. She is a great. Say what, Cam? Would y'all say? Was that the one that oh, that I'm guy? Sorry. He's like, I got to, I got to take pictures with her every day. He saw her like every day. Yeah. And it was, Okay, yes. what's her name? Selena De, De Laurenta. Selena De Laurenta, okay. Who does she wrestle for? Or at least primarily? Uh, uh, right now, it's primarily MLW. She's a manager. She has wrestled in the past, but she is a phenomenal manager right now. Oh, she's, she's a manager, okay. okay. Yeah, so she's representing, like, her own group. So she's basically like Delina Vega if she had a group of guys she represented. So like she looks LA Park. sizable, like like a like an athlete. And she didn't look like. Oh, know, she is. She's a fitness Vegas, model and right. an actress and all that other stuff. So she's like, she's fit. She isn't just like a skinny girl they found. That like, and then she's like a very fashion forward type of person. She had five outfit changes during the show. Jeez. Oh, and like each time, I'm like, wait, how did you? Are you just <clears throat> out here? <clears throat> Hmm, and okay. then L.A. Park was uh, wild to see live. Like, my dude's old. My dude's just hanging on for life, but he's over. Were you at the show that uh, uh, one of the rock and roll gave a guy a Canadian Destroyer? Yes. That was the, That's um, right. yeah. That's Robert Gibson. That was. Yeah, he had a Canadian story, and then it was the exact same finish that happened with Becky, happened with Rock and Roll versus LAX, where Robert Gibson's shoulders were up, but they counted 2-3 and counted that as the win. Mm-hmm. And he was heated. So when I saw it on Sunday, I was like, hold up. <laughs> what, you think they stole that finish from Joey Janela? Joey Janela's show? No, well, I'm like, wait, did I am... No, it wasn't like the soul thing. It was like for me, it was hold up. Like, did I imagine that, or did I like? Is all the wrestling just bleeding into it each other? And I'm like, just like I'm losing it. 
I was like, nope, it happened again. And uh, yeah, that, that was just clearly a, a, a botch. Usually the refs very consistently, if they have to slide into position, they don't they don't count on the way down. Which to me it's like count on the way down, right? But he decided yeah. to count one on the way down instead of getting himself set, then counting one, two, three. Uh, so I think that's you know that's why. And apparently that wasn't even supposed to be the finish to finish either. Like she was supposed to tap Charlotte out. So I'm confused why they uh, why they went to that spot and to finish over what was the supposed plan finish. I like even with the botch, even with the uh, the shoulders. I like that finish yeah. way better than tapping Charlotte. Can I tap Charlotte? Absolutely. I, I like, if it wasn't supposed to be on purpose, I still like this better. Yep. Like a lot yep. better. Yeah. Yep. I will forgive it because things happen. Um, obviously, I know what was supposed to happen. It ain't no controversy for, uh, controversy for me. Uh, they did a good job of not drawing a bunch of attention to it. It's a big. If it's a big. If it's a big deal to anybody, it's a big deal for a week. Nobody will be talking about it next week or obviously the week after. So I'm all good. Okay. Perfect. No problem. Did everybody get pizza or at least some? Yeah. Okay. Good man. Thank you, sir. Thank you for for. Yeah. You know what I liked about it? I liked the fact that Rhonda. Oh, I'm sorry, Becky. A couple of days ago. It went from them not acknowledging it to Becky on, I think it was Twitter or, no, it wasn't Twitter. It was on an interview. She did like a, like, get up or whatever, whichever one she did on ESPN where she said, you know, people were complaining about that. And she's like, I just like the fact I beat her with a wrestling move. But she kept talking about how fake my business is. And I beat her mm-hmm. with one of those holds. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. She's like, I'm welcome for her to come back and find me. That's what I like. Like, there, there are parallels to, to finish that match and Velveteen Matt Riddle. Like, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's not about, and even though, like, wrestlers are tough, wrestlers are strong, wrestlers can strike. At the end of the day, it's about pinning your shoulders to the mat for three, regardless of what else happens during that match. And, you know, I think that's a wrestler winning a wrestling match with a wrestling move. Um, had way more context in the Velveteen Riddle match, but here, mm-hmm. like, it works for me. And I think that Ronda doesn't lose credibility for getting outmaneuvered. Like, that happens. No. Especially like the one in Riddle in particular because of the fact that Riddle almost never messes up the uh, twister. And he was so angry at Velveteen that yep. he had to try to readjust it. And the second he did, that was the second he lost. Can, can I... Uh... Mention something that, that's not a, not a popular opinion. I thought, mm-hmm. was it two matches? Okay, so the Velveteen and and and, uh, and the Riddle match, I thought the first half of that match, Velveteen was exposed, right? Like he can he does not work well with guys who are going to grab a hold or who can grab a hold and keep you close, you know, kind of describe it that way. Like when things are are up and you're in the second half of the match and things are you know the pace is picking up, he's good in second and third and fourth gear. He's still not very good in that. To, to me, I mean, and, or at least in this in this match, I, I was talking to Dre the other day and he's like, you know, really? What? I'm gonna go back, go back and watch this. 
And I was like, yeah, in the first half of that match, I just kept, it kept popping in my head, like, does he know what he's doing? Is he in the right position? I just got these, this feeling that, uh, that Velveteen got very much outworked uh, in the first half of that match. The match was fantastic, especially the, the second half. Um, but, yeah. So that was well, see, I would, in, I would interpret it as you're not wrong there, but a reason I think that was is because that goes back to the whole story of the finish. When Riddle was just being himself, he can out-wrestle Velveteen Dream. He's a UFC, former UFC fighter for match on sure. the He has those bona fides. But the second he let the Dream experience get in his head was when the whole thing just went sideways for him. I mean, and the that, more the match went on, the angry he got. Yeah, that was the story of the match. I mean, that was very well done because it, it worked. Again, first half, first half, I'm like, man, this is obviously going going to go one way because it just seemed – but once it got once it picked up and more of the flamboyance and more of the mind hit mind games and stuff, yeah, you're 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 right. And also the uh Gargano um uh, Cole. Adam, Adam Cole Adam Cole match which is on now on on the network. I, I you know, people are giving it, you know, instantly like, oh, match of the match of the year so far. I thought it was way too much. I thought it was absolutely too much. Um, Gargano and my book can't lose. That's like, he better cattle prod that motherfucker. Like, and even that, like, I'm going to be like, why didn't you kick out? <laughs> like, you can take everybody in the, you can take every finisher that the damn undisputed air guy has in a 30, 40 second span and kick out, but you're going to let us you want that 500 volts keep you down or whatever. So it just was, it just got too absurd. I mean, kicking out of everything, all the big moves. And the psychology of the match, I mean, he did all that in the second half or in the second and, second and third uh, 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 of the match. But he, he, he lost that first ball in like eight minutes. So fucking whatever, bullshit, whatever. So it just, yeah. So by the end, it was just like, much, much too much. Yeah, I know um, when Bruce yeah. reviewed it, one of the complaints he had for it was he doesn't like when people tap out early. And I don't I don't honestly mind that if it's a multi-call. I, I love that, it. That, I thought that's what you should yeah. have done. Like, yeah, it was a fair, not a tap. Like, why? Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to risk getting out of this. Let me tap and conserve my energy. Like, it made sense to me from a sports mm-hmm. standpoint. Yeah, it's like, well, that's the thing about two out of three fall matches. You can you can play around with a fall. You can, yeah. But that wasn't what happened. He got pinned in eight minutes to a regular wrestling move and then proceeded to kick out of everything that was thrown at him for the next 20 minutes, which just didn't make sense. Speaking of multi-fall matches, I would be remiss, word to Craig, if I didn't mention, I didn't mention this with Wade, but I could not stop laughing on Saturday morning when they had, uh, there's a show, Orange Cassidy is doing something. That was the name of the show. They had a, they had a one-minute death match between the, uh, between Chuck Taylor and a one-minute death match. (laughs) Between Chuck, but the, the best friends, Chuck E.T., and uh, 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 Trent Beretta. And so the entire minute was them like limbering up and getting ready. And then with like three seconds left, they locked up and then the match got called. And the bill was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
and the fans like started no, chanting ridiculous. five more seconds, and then they followed up with a seven out of thirteen fall match between two guys. So the seven out of thirteen fall match had me. Had, I was I could not stop laughing at that either. Because it was just like like Bruce would have had a heart attack because it was like they just they do the roll up spot but each roll up was a pin. Wow. Be like sunset flip. One two three. <laughs> I'm like wait the roll up spot but you're talking about the back and forth back and forth that's usually yeah. a bunch of kickouts but and so when they each got to six falls when they each got to six falls then they had the real match. <laughs> Wait, like the real what? Chess match? Oh wait, no, no, no. This it wasn't a seven out of thirteen falls. No, this match. was a separate match. So this that yeah, that yeah. seven out of thirteen falls match was Chris Brooks and uh, I can't remember the other guy he was wrestling. But like they when they got to the six falls each, that's when they had like a five seven minute match. This match is a seven out of thirteen fall. That just don't even sound kosher. Oh man. So all right. Well, it sounds like he had a good time. Um, yeah. It, it, it sounds like uh, got to see a lot of good wrestling, a lot of interesting wrestling at least. Uh, did you get to link up with anybody? Um, I did not. I missed Kylan. I missed uh, Craig. Oh no, I got to hang out with Todd Martin for a little bit. Um, okay, cool. Got to hang out with um. Oh, uh, Dom, our boy Dom. D'Angelo. Yeah. Cool. I got to hang out with him after the super card. Nice. But he was going out like he wound up going out with his uh his staff from WrestleZone till like three AM and you know, handling business out in those streets. Hmm. Can't stop, won't stop. Hmm. And then I was gonna hang out with Super Vivi, but he wound up going to a bar and I had my audio equipment with me so I had to put it in a storage locker. Uh because Madison Square Garden doesn't allow that stuff in there. They have yeah. like a, you know, courthouse level like scanning equipment, like you're going to the airport or something. What kind of storage locker? What do you mean? Uh, it's a 24-hour storage. Like New York has like different facilities. Like you could use store or stuff like that. But when I was researching everything I would need logistically, the first issue I had was what happens if I don't have the ability to bring my audio equipment to record? So uh, one of the things they said was like two blocks down is a place that does 24-hour stores. Like if you're going out to dinner, you're going to a show, you're going to the airport, you could store it with them, and they are, they're cool. open 24 hours. So that's what I did. Well, that's convenient. That's New York for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then access was good. It was at Pier 13 in Brooklyn. So being at a pier, it was a lot more expansive than it was at, like, the uh, convention center last year in New Orleans. And they just had this entire area to themselves. And they used it well. They had one whole section for, like, the museum part and the pictures, and then another whole section for the NXT tapings, NXT NXT, NXT UK, whatever else they're taping, and more interviews. So, like, I ran into – I mentioned this way. I literally ran into Medusa – while I was going, when I got off the set of Piper's Pit, and she had some jokes, and I did not have jokes because I wanted no smoke. <laughs> so make sure just send me a message with what you want me to read, and I will read it before VIP. All right. 
And uh, all right, yeah. you guys enjoy. Cool. cool. All right. In the meantime, Cam dropped off. Did not say goodbye. We did not say anything. Uh. But um, go ahead and send this. That's rich. There he is. So what did I read? Let's see. Self-made. Apology. Under twins. Issue two. Fuck else did I read? Oh, bad luck, Chuck. So there's this book about this woman who has just she's walking bad luck, right? So what do you do when you just a life of bad luck everywhere you go? Just you know things happen and people get hurt. You monetize it, so people hire her to uh, (laughs) to you know do things. Go places, um, you know, knowing fucked up shit's going to happen. She went in the laundromat, all of a sudden, you know, the wires start sparking, and then there's a fire, and the guy cashes out for his insurance. You know, and he didn't have to, like, set up a fake fire, or a fire that would potentially get exposed in space. It was a real, quote-unquote, accident. Talk to Mike up in Brooklyn, see how his WrestleMania weekend went. Trash. There you are. Mike, what's happening? What what's going on? You can hear me? Yeah, you sound good. So, yeah, yeah, my voice my voice was uh, pretty much shot. Um, <laughs> well. Yeah, you were at TakeOver, actually, right? Yeah, I went to TakeOver, and I didn't actually get there to the fucking, uh, to the ladies match got on. What? All back and forth with my lady. Oh, yeah. Issues, 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 my brother. Issues. Yeah. Did you take your Did you take your uh, your boys with you, or was it just you yeah, and Dola? Yeah, nah, nah. I took a, I took the two oldest to my youngest boys. You know, he went down to actually went down to the Universal Studios for his birthday. Okay. His mom and grandpa had taken him, so I took my. So you were uh, so you were uh, uh, dealing with her two thousand miles away in Florida, huh? And it made you late. Oh nah, me and um, my son's mom, we ain't together no more. My um, living oh, okay, but I'll get her, not me, yeah, my baby. Yeah, so it was just a whole headache. But I mean, once they got there, they had—I mean, they had a ball. They had a ball. Only thing that damn light, that ultraviolet light, was too damn bright. The ultraviolet. What well, the thing that they made? Uh, wait. Ultraviolet. Yeah, they had some light problems. It's like all week they had lighting problems. Like how they say it was like you know lighting problems that um that light. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck. Maybe they camera guys, the lighting guys, drunk or having So the one I heard it was. At NXT was just a bright light in a second. 
you know, in a bunch of people's faces. Or not, and then, yeah. and then it happened again at WrestleMania during the uh, Orton and uh, during the Orton and, and and AJ match. People were chanting, "Turn off the lights" or something. And Orton yeah, even came out telling me Monday. Orton even came out on social media like, "The fuck, yo." <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's yeah, because uh, I had to walk through that section to get to IC. Like, I didn't, you know, and I was mad, like, rushing and arguing with my girl that I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to um, link up um, Rich on Facebook or try to, you know, link with, uh, you know, um, Kylan or even um, Will, you know, from D.C. to try to, you know, meet the fellas and exclusive of my boys and things like that. But overall, like they love and that they enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. They enjoy it so much. I mean, we have been to live events and we have been to you know other events, but they love it. This is their first, you know, NXT. And you know, I'm glad they you know they enjoy it. I mean, some of the stuff in that main event it was a little super a little over what I will say, like it got to be one of the um, top matches so far of the year, WWE-wise. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a hell of a match. I just thought it just got just way too outrageous uh, towards the end. Uh, that third fall yeah. it was just as cool as it was to watch. And I just couldn't help myself. Like, and on a sidebar note, yeah, on the sidebar note, Shayna fucking Baszler is, is you got to see her in person. You got to see her in person. That girl is very imposing in person. Like, I mean, she looks imposing on TV. She's in damn shoulders. She is like, you know, they like she's 5'2", or some tiny little thing. And, and, and nah, Shayna got to you know. be, Shayna got to be at least about I say between five eleven and about six feet. Shayna Baszler ain't no damn five eleven, Mike. Shayna Baszler about five eleven, five eleven, five eleven, five about five eleven, 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 Maybe like six one, six feet six. She's tall. She's a lanky girl. She's a lanky girl. But Shayna, I don't know. Maybe it's my eyes perception, but Shayna was looking between five ten and she almost six. Like she's a big girl, and eh? she got a like ripped to the like a motherfucker at first. It's like yo, she got that real larger than life like presence. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I don't understand why the fuck. But they have Lacey Young. Where you got shit? Charlotte. New Charlotte. <laughs> Becky called it. Huh? Yeah, that's what she is. Oh, my God. Becky, Becky. Yeah, she's fucking savage, man. She's like, oh, New Charlotte. Oh, I guess this company's got a type. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't catch her on SmackDown last night. I just, you know, read the report on the talk and things like that. I didn't catch her last night. I had to work late. Yeah. Uh, you know, look at it after I look at NXT. And also, a quick sharp reminder too, set arm trap. Tonight is the um, dark side of the ring on Viceland TV. It premieres at 10 o'clock. 
Which uh, which episode they premiering with? Is it the uh, um, I think it's um, Macho Macho Man and Liv. Okay. I think it's that. But they already have one up on um. I don't know if you're, you know, if they got like a pre on demand. What you got a link? You know, we still yeah. got Optimus, so so you know we got the pre on demand. They already have one up there. That was the Brody. That was the Brody joint. And man, if if the Brody joint is any indication of that, I think you want to have to you, you might have to get a dedicated segment to the dark side of the ring shit, um, Trav. This was the first actual joint where they actually had um, Brody's son actually speak, you know, talk. Like, okay. his son, you know, which he's, his son Jeffrey, which he's um, grown now. Like, he's never done an interview up till now, I don't believe. How old was he when his pop died? Was murdered. He was a very, he was a, this was 88. He was a boy, a, a little boy, maybe. I want to say about eight or nine. Yeah, about to say I was eight and eighty-eight. What were you about ten? Yeah, no, I was about eight. Yeah, you were about the same age, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, I was oh, about yeah. eight, maybe nine. Yeah, yeah. maybe nine. <laughs> the most, but um, yeah, it was very interesting. They had a uh, Tony Atlas. They had Dutch Mantel. They had uh, Tony Atlas. It's white. Did, did they ask Tony Atlas about? Why? I mean, I know the fucking answer. The answer was I gotta eat and I gotta, you know, somebody who the fuck else gonna pay me to wrestle in 1989 and 1990? But pretty much a lot of wrestlers was like, I ain't wrestling in no fucking Puerto Rico no more. Fuck them, bunch of murderers and blah blah. You know, you know, rightfully so. Only Atlas was like, I'll take that shit. And even from the Brody documentary, which I have, you know, the DVD of. It's like on this one, they kind of smoke, spoke a little bit more vivid, you know what I'm saying? Like to the point of where, like they got, like they got hold on his early career for about five, ten minutes, and then they take you right to, you know, to 1988, and you know what, what, what was actually happening. And it seems as though, like, um, Ruzo was actually about to get a piece of the office. In Puerto Rico, like he was telling Tony Atlas, "Yo, I bought in. I finally got in." And what's the name? Didn't like it. Uh, Jose Gonzalez. He was informed because it was like if he gets in, my power is going to, you know, basically, you know what I mean? Concede if he gets in and he gets a piece of the all. So, like, just to bring you up to speak because so much more topics. Um, he was like. Tony Atlas had said when they got to the arena that they were all sitting in like a huddle. This was um, this being day, Jose Gonzalez, Carlos Colon, Victor Yovanka, you know, sitting around in the locker room in the huddle. Um, he said when they came in, Jose Gonzalez got up and left the room. You know what I'm saying? He got up and just left and just looked at Tony and um. Bruiser. Mantel had said he went in the dugout, you know, like to see the people enter it, you know, see, you know, some of the people enter, you know, the fans and things of that nature. And then, you know, I came back with a towel wrapped up with the knife and asked him, Come, you know, let me talk to you, Bruce. Step in the, you know, they stepped in the shower. And all Alex heard 
that he heard was a, was a, was a weird scream. Uh, 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 like a mm-hmm. scream like that. And he said, by the time he had hit him again with that knife, um, you know, that's when he bossed in the shower. You know, he heard the second scream. He had bossed in the shower. And he said he had to grab Bruce and pick him up. He said he had Bruce's intestines and shit in his hand. It's about him. Bloody. Like, trying to get through the crowd and people, and they had, like, 
He said the EMTs they sent were elderly, so Atlas had to actually put them up on the head. Let's finish. Yeah, shit like that. And he was like, yo, don't drop me, brother. Just told him, like, yo, just tell him, make sure they take care of my family. That's just it. Take care of my family, my wife, my boy. Like, it was just fucking sad. And, I mean, you got Mick Foley. He's, you know, he's the narrator. Oh, wow. Yeah, Foley's the narrator. And I think, like I said, to so all the listeners. I mean, his career was just getting started. 88, he was... Was he even done training with Danucci and those guys? Um, who was uh, Foley? Foley, yeah. I just mean it, like it wasn't Foley. like he was. He was his career was just. I'm just one like this is a uh, number one. It's a I good storyteller. But he's yeah, a guy that, he was that wasn't connected to it, but has, certainly has enough resources and respect in the game to find out and and and, and, and you know kind of. I don't think you need somebody yeah. who was who was yeah. there or who was connected in some way. Like, yeah, because yeah, that's probably. basically who spoke. You had um, you had David Manning, who was the um, he was the uh, booker for world class and referee. You had Abdullah the Butcher. You had Dutchman Paul, and you had Tony Atlas. He got mm-hmm. about it plus his, you know, his wife and his and his son, so they were connected to him. And Paulie did say. Uzu was one of the guys that he really wanted to you know, have a match with that hadn't had the chance. But at the time, remember, this is 88, so he had just became Cactus. He was probably going by Cactus Jack Manson at the time. I believe he was in world class. Like, so, so he had, okay, so he he was out of training. He just was literally, literally on that first, like, uh, yeah, on his first probably first real tour, first real exposure that year. Right. He was even he was even world class or even C W A. I think he was either part of the stud stable or in world class. And um Devastation Nick. I'm not sure. I know he was Cactus Jack Men at the time. That I'm I'm pretty much sure about. But um yeah, everybody, dark side of the ring, East Coast, listening to cast, dark side of the ring on um, Vice TV. Like, that's really something to see, gentlemen. I'm excited. I really want to see, you know, how each episode plays out. But, um, you know, back to the ticket thing. Um, uh, what was your, what's your take on, um, you know, Matt and Jeff? Getting more excited last night. Um, yeah, to, uh, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. Uh, like in the moment, I'm like, you fucking kidding me. And but the way you know Cam kind of explained it earlier, like, well, this just frees the uh, frees the Usos up to go to Raw. And so thinking about it that way, it's not. I'm not terribly upset anymore. I, I'm just not a like a Hardy. Like, come on. They shouldn't be beating nobody for no titles anymore. I just don't, they're just not a legit team physically anymore. Right. So I can't say that. Okay. Man, I already got ass again, so hey, who knows? I went over to Germany and got that, that Kobe's, uh, Kobe, uh, uh <laughs> serum. Yeah, well, um, I, like to me, I would like to see, um, I would like to see a hill, um, Get them a shot again. I would like to see them program with um, the good brother. Give them a shot. I think it's well, time for they're out of it. They're 
They're gone. What do you mean? Um, just about, but they they contracts don't expire until September. Yeah, but they're not gonna bring have them on TV. They brought them on to be in that gauntlet to lose in two minutes. That's that's what they're you'll see. If you if we see Anderson and Gallows anymore between now and September, they'll be doing more of that. I don't know. I can see them being used as fodder. I can see them being used as fodder in the uh, switch in the in the shakeup when they go. Oh, Allison or uh, Anderson and Gallows are going to SmackDown, but it won't matter because they'll never show up on SmackDown. Or if they do, it'll be to like they you know to to, to job or you know. Yeah, because I think to me in my mind, I think Finn is going over to SmackDown. I think mm-hmm. we just seen glimpses of it. I think Braun is going to SmackDown. Not Joe going to Raw? Because uh, if Finn goes to SmackDown, I mean, they got two titles. They got the U.S. and the IC title. So yeah, I bet Joe going back to Raw. Joe and, uh, and they already set up the feud with him and Strowman, so yeah, that seems I guess, pretty likely. I guess Joe going over to Raw. I mean, because too many big type guys on Raw. You got, like, if you would have Braun and Joe and Bob Sullivan and all those cats. Oh, you mean games. physically? Well, Bob yeah. could go to SmackDown. There's no, there's nothing saying he's on the roll. He was on both shows this week. I could definitely see McMahon switching channels and setting Drew to SmackDown as well. I could see Any updates on his, uh, on his health since last night? Or Monday night? Yeah, I heard you. No, last yeah, night you might have heard it. I know AJ is hurt as well. Man. I don't see Man. AJ. I see AJ staying on back. Yeah, he got hurt um, doing the um, the outside forearm. When he did the phenomenal forearm to the outside, that's when he got hurt. What did he do? Hurt an ankle or something? I can't, I mean. No, it was hit. Probably yeah. pull or pull or tear something. I see, oh, I not, even a, not even a bump or a bruise, but a muscle, like a yeah. thing, an inside kind of shit. Yeah. But I don't see, I don't see him moving. I, cause he's pretty much the face of SmackDown. I yeah, I, 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 there's some people that I don't want to see leave Raw or leave SmackDown, and he's definitely one of them. I think they should move D. Bryan over to Raw and have him be, you know, Seth's main. That'd be a good few. Second day, Brian. At least that'll be that'll appear fresh, something fresh. I don't want to fucking see Baron Cole, Corbin go over to uh, SmackDown. Lars Sullivan, I don't know. Yo, me, I, Cam said, "What if Roman Reigns goes to SmackDown and beats Kofi for the title? What if Corbin goes to SmackDown and beats Kofi for the title?" Oh my God, that I think that'd be. Just as or even worse as Jinder Mahal being champion. This would be much better than Jinder Mahal. Being. I mean, that's such a low bar. It's not, you know, what does it mean to say he'd be better than Jinder Mahal? But he'd be better than Jinder Mahal. At least he's got genuine heat. It, you know, yeah. like people would be like pissed off. People were just mad. Jinder was champ. Like, what the fuck? This, this guy, this mid card, low card, jobbing ass. 3MB guy? At least Corbin is a legit, you know, he speaks people, and he hasn't been defined down like gender was. Uh, and I see, I think Paige is bringing up EO and uh, 
EO and um, Kyrie staying as a team. I think that's yeah. I couldn't think of anybody else, so that makes that makes that makes sense. I really wish they had gotten in that, into that fatal fool error or into that uh, into the damn elimination chamber. Over, yeah. over. I don't know who you put them in over, but I think they should have been in that match to give the crowd, to give the main roster audience a taste of what they could do. But it, it wasn't right. a, 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 a big deal. Like, cause then they have someone like by. super, like, like regular as fuck in that match. Like, it was the Iconics, Tamina, and them. Obviously, Sasha and and and, and Bailey. I'm like, I'm like what? Put these two in there. Like Foxy and Mario. Also, I'm hearing. Uh, I'm hearing uh, Sasha Banks. I would like to see her on SmackDown now. I think it's time to um, split, split her and apart. Yeah, I think SmackDown. Yeah, I think I mean, Sasha works better on Raw and send Bailey to SmackDown. But I get the point. <laughs> Just get them away from each other. Yeah, it's time to get them away from each other. And also on the flip side of Sasha, I'm hearing that there was some sort of um, backstage altercation between her and Alexa Bliss. Sasha and Alexa? Yeah, because Alexa blocked her on all social media. I know there was some sort of um, backstage altercation with um, Sasha Beck at um, Mania. And they she blocked Sasha Banks on all social media. Wow. So I think, yeah, they have some type of, you know, situation amongst each other back there. But um, overall, as far as Mania, yeah, the show was too damn long, but I also enjoyed the show. And to me, Lars is going to be good. He's a big star. He's not as big as the other guys, but he's only about 6'3". So he, I mean, Drew McIntyre was on. I think to keep Cole Heyman fresh, I think he needs to become a Heyman guy. Like, he should be the next advocate for Cole Heyman. Or Paul should be his advocate. Yeah. Like, he should be I the next advocate for Cole Heyman. Yeah. I think he did. It, he definitely needs He doesn't like Lesnar, or not even like Lesnar. I actually think with with time and with development, development, he could be an even better pro as decent of a promo Lesnar has been over his career, he's never been. That's never been his like top strength. I could see Lars Sullivan's promo ability being up there with his obviously his look and his intimidation factor and, and that kind of thing. Because I mean, do like he he don't have a problem talking because he can talk. Oh, I've heard he's, talk. It, and it kind of takes away from his gimmick. If you book him wrong, you could have him talk because he's all he's really learning. So he speaks very, very well. It's very articulate. Right. Very clean, articulate. But, but yeah. and the way they used it in NXT, it worked. He was kind of like the lunatic giant guy that like also knew like fucking, you know, like uh, 17th century poetry and shit. Like, what the hell? This guy's going to like eat my liver. It was almost, it was almost likened to Rusa Brody in Japan. Because you know, in Japan, he was called, Rusa Brody was the intelligent monster. He's an intellectual monster. Yeah, the intellectual monster. He was a monster, but he was smart. He, like, you couldn't outsmart him. He, he knew pretty much his way around everything. 
<laughs> so, you know, but like I said, with Lawrence, I think, you know, making him a Heyman guy had to add, you know, another coat of paint on him so he don't have the promo and it'll put him on a, you know, a bigger scale, like at a fast track and more, and he could probably, you know, learn a little bit more how to be a main eventer from Paul. You know what I'm saying? That'll put Gordon. And also, if you're worried about his mental, uh, like, like yeah, Paul, his mental, mental, keep him like, you know, keep him, keep somebody that's a veteran and knows how to talk to talk to guys that are up and coming stars that know how to take the pressure off them. Literally, even if he's Paul Heyman's got to lie to him and manipulate him into feeling better, then you put fucking Paul Heyman with him. Of course. And said to said by BCW original, Paul Heyman is the David Koresh of Paul Lester. He could he could fucking manipulate you and think and make you think that the child and the son is king. He said there's no better master like God that can keep kind of you know, calm and straight. Speaking of digs and shit like that, what was your take, Trav? Because I'm going to give you my take, and I'm going to give it to you right now. I saw a paranoid man up there on um, at the Hall of Fame. And I ain't even talking about the rest shit, because you know it's been done that over the weekend and even on the Yeah, I mean, that's the reason. I'm talking about Mr. Paul Levesque. Like, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen the paranoid guy. Like, this is the second time in history where I've seen them, you know, like, really mention competition and try to bury it, like, especially at the Hall of Fame induction. Like, for me, that showed me that y'all kind of afraid of AEW. For y'all to even mention it at a Hall of Fame. What was your take on that, track? It was Triple H... The, the worst of Triple H coming out at the worst, right? You know, opportune time. Like, uh, God, he's just a king of petty. Huh? King of fucking petty, like. And they they couched it with the whole Vince stuff first, like, oh, look at us being vain, saying Vince's name, even though we know we're not supposed to. You know. Yeah. <laughs> even that was kind of like, okay, you get it. <laughs> you can you guys get to break the rules. Great. Right. It's like why are we focused on an upstart company when it's our Hall of Fame induction? So that right there, and even my perception of my sixteen year old, he says, no, oh, they're very afraid. I believe they're very afraid. And this is the second time in history that I've only and I don't want to compare it to it so it's it, it, I hate that, like when people start comparing it to, you know, the Monday Night War, but, I mean, I mean they're, history, they're clearly in WWE's head already, and they ain't run a damn show right. yet under the AEW banner. <laughs> so, <sighs> All right. I don't, uh, I don't get it in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I get it. I get the, just the innate pettiness and insecurity behind it, but yeah. sometimes you gotta, like, be insecure quietly. <laughs> right. They, it's like they showed, it's like he showed his hand, like, and then when they, when they was going to, you know, the too sweet, too sweet, oh, I'm so hated that. That's so not cool. So you need to tell me five guys 
five fucking 50 plus year old men standing behind each other's ass on, on national TV was cool. Like, what was so, I didn't get the joke. What was so funny about it? They just showed me paranoia. That shit reminded me of the Rats and Wolves when they started doing the uh, billionaire test. This is the billionaire test. <laughs> yeah, the Rats and Wolves. That's what that reminded me of. I said, these dudes are paranoid. They are scared. That just shows but me. But it's been They life. had a reason to be paranoid and scared. Right. Now, it's like, not that you don't. I mean, you certainly, but you got a, you I mean, if you want to think about the lock that WWE has on the wrestling industry in 2019 compared to 1995, it's not even, I mean, shit, Smoky Mountain, I mean, it was on his last leg, but it was still around. I mean, yeah, it's just so, just so, it's like three, four generations past that. Like, so much has happened. Uh, AEW, as much as it, it excites a certain part of the fan base, it's not WCW in 95 or 93 when they signed Hogan or, you know, when it became clear that they were going to, like, make a, make a real run at WWF. So. Right, absolutely not. It's like, and y'all already showing signs of weakness that y'all are fucking timid, y'all are paranoid. And I think, like, the biggest catalyst for all that is signing JR. Because you know JR know every secret, tricks of the trade, you know, behind, you know, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, to make the company excel and survive. And him being brought on not only as, you know, the commentator, but as the senior advisor of the company. So, you know, his, you know, and it's like he's one of the most, you know, respected dudes in the, you know, in the business. So who is not going to have that sit down, that talk with JR, you know, the sign with those guys? But I just I just found it like that just showed me that homeboy is just paranoid and it's like oh because you didn't sign with us so it's like now we gotta bury you guys and that's just gonna make that's just gonna spark people interest more remember it backfired on them in '95 when they thought you know people wouldn't pay attention to you know WCW after the billionaire test skits and all that which that shit did that shit lit a fire on the set it's like now. I'm going, we're going to take all this talent and we're going to, you know. But like I said, I don't, I don't see AEW going around. I just see them offering something different, you know, and innovative. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and also, I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, also on the, um, the NXT front, I don't, um, do you see Gargano like having a long run with it or you see. And dropping it kind of rather, you know, quick uh, and uh, cold. I don't think something's getting pulled up. If I had to guess right now, which is what you're asking, I would go he's, he'll have a longer run than shorter. And I'm putting short on whatever the next takeover is. He can drop it. That's short in the next two. And the mm-hmm. long run will be if he's defending it at next year's take over uh, uh, Tampa, you know, WrestleMania weekend. I will have considered that a lot. If he, if he loses it at the Rumble weekend or 
I just that'll just be a regular, normal kind of run. Obviously, if you lose this soon, that'll be very short. Good. Yeah, but do you think that's too long for him to have been down in NFC? Remember, Gargano is about what now? Uh, 33, 34 years old? Oh, I don't, I'm not worried about that. I, 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 yeah. I'm not sure Gargano is a guy that's uh, yeah, maybe going to make a big impact on the main roster anyway. So. Yeah, so I don't know. Because I see, I, I don't know. I just see, you know, once. You know how this man mind works. That man to get to the fucking, you know, TV Monday and say he's calling up the whole undisputed out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he's calling them up. He's calling up Velvet to get fucking around the cloud through NXT. I mean, although, you know, NXT is strong as far as, like, having, you know, other guys, but... I don't know, like this 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 draft is kinda intriguing. It's not one of those you know, fly it's by the most intriguing one they've had gotta... in a in a while. Right. Like it's probably the most intriguing one since the since twenty sixteen, since they split, since they did the initial like, hey, we're gonna split the rosters in you know, more definitive way. Right. It's not like just we swap Raw's mid card with SmackDown's mid card like they've been doing for the past two years because that's all they've been doing. Swapping mid card at. And, and I don't think that's enough. Cause you don't want you don't want to get Mayish and so Mayish die down and all that. That's when the ratings start and you're doing it even more. Shit, the ratings haven't been anything like it's been powerhouse <laughs> headed into WrestleMania. So Absolutely not. Don't have a lot of Absolutely not. Room to fall. Actually, um, although the rating was good last night, SmackDown was down twenty five percent from last year. Um SmackDown after Mania show. Mm-hmm. So all across the board raised the down. And then it's like, you know, with AEW creeping and looming in um, May, you got an alternative and then with JR making, you know, he didn't announced the network yet, but he did announce that they are that they will be launching you know, two hours every prime time every week starting in October. Who mentioned it? Who, who announced that? JR. Okay. Did he say what TV? Did he? Nope. They didn't name the nope. network yet. They make they waiting to, I guess, make that announcement. They all he said he did hint that the networks that they network that they're gonna be on, it is a network that everybody will have. Ah. So it is it's not an it's not a So we're not talking about uh yeah, so from some some fifty million household bullshit channel. We're talking a hundred and thirty million household channel. No. All right, so it won't be it's not WGN. You can you can get them out of here. Well it'll be network okay. They got um, about yeah, but the, everybody don't have them, though, Mike. Huh? I'm just saying, but everybody don't have WGN. Yeah, you're right. Well, you said it's a, you just said it's a network that everybody That's what I'm saying. If you're saying it's a network everybody has, then you can immediately get rid of WGN, probably right. Paramount, which which used to be Spike TV, um, oh, even though. They'll count they'll Spike have. out by you? 
Spike. I thought Spike was in almost every month. Well, it's called Paramount now. Yeah, Paramount. I thought they. I'm not saying I'm not using. I'm not using my personal. I'm just saying. I don't think everybody has. It's not one of those networks that's just everybody. It's not TBS. It's not A and E. It's not. Nah, actually, Paramount is almost like Paramount is like a basic cable channel. Like it comes, it comes with every pack. With every pack, okay. So yeah, he did say that. It is, it is a channel that everybody will have, so everybody will be able to see. So I think that right there, like, throws their ass up. Like, uh-oh, they on a big network. They ain't on the Fisher channel or they ain't on the fucking Bible channel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Uh, Bible channel, do need a promotion, though. I need them to step their game up and get a wrestling promotion. need to see what that would look like. So, you know, I see that. And also, for my money, I would like to see uh, Charlotte go back to Raw, or either Becky go to Raw and Charlotte stay on SmackDown. Those two mm-hmm. definitely need to be need to be a part. Yeah, I can't do another. I just, and don't get me wrong, they're okay together, but I can't do another Charlotte and, and, and Becky. No, not at least for enough. Maybe about a year down the line or a year and a half down the line. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't need that. Huh? Don't need that. I said, I'm with you. I don't need. I don't. I don't need that anymore right. in my life. <laughs> we don't need them. We don't need to see Sammy and um and, and KO on the same show. Did you see them mixing I'm it up on two hundred five? Was that? Did that make TV or? Because my man Will was in the building and Zane and Kevin Owens were in the ring, like you know, having it, you know, promo time, like interacting with each other, cutting back and forth. And then wow. Kevin Owens at the end ended up giving Sammy a stunner, and the crowd popped. And, but it was a fan. It was yeah, him and the, the, the audience. I couldn't tell if it was like, <laughs> and I didn't watch uh, uh, 205. So I don't know if it made TV. I think it was probably just something. Because that doesn't even fit. Why would Kevin Owens and Sammy be in 205? So that's KO's gimmick now? He's just running around giving people stunners? I mean, that seems to be his primary finisher now. Right. And what the and what was up with the uh with the um with the Muppet Baby's chicken pumping in the box? Like, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that. So it had the Hawaiian shirt. Is it is it Bray? Is that a Bray thing? That's what everybody tends to uh like want to go with. Like it was something pertaining in the brain, but I didn't get the whole, you know, they missed me with that one. Yeah, I was like, well, I, I was like, is this the, I was like, is this a gobbledygooker like son? <laughs> is this the, the mutated egg of the fucking gobbledygooker? Like, I, I was so confused. Why was it in a box, like a package? Like somebody, you know, I was none of it made sense. And hopefully, if they, you know, uh, answer some questions, you know, it, it, assuming this is going to be a continuum, continuing thing. Yeah, well, I want to say it's him because he is. I was reading that he is cleared and set to come back. His return is imminent as well. Um, Bray Wyatt, and you know he got um, uh, a kid on the way by JoJo Arthur. Mhm. Yeah, they got a boy. They got a baby boy on. So yeah, I mean that's it. You know, for this week, I enjoyed this week. I think this Wait, is real, one of the real, better 
I will put in real, real quick, though, Mike, real quick before you wrap everything up. Did you see the meme? It was a silhouette. Imagine, you know, Bray doing his, uh, like, weird octopus or crab crab thing. No, I didn't catch that one. Well, I'm just saying, so imagine, like, a, a you know, Bray doing his crab thing and, like, a, a girl, like, riding him that way. And it was like, this is how Bray and JoJo fuck. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's probably how you got it. That's probably how you got it. That's probably how you got it. Wait, wait, wait. wait and I posted that shit to group chat and Cam go, no, ain't no chance of pulling out. Salute. <laughs> right. And that was literally, that was like two weeks before then all the pictures came out of her like being sick and pregnant. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit, they was, at a, they was at the baby shower. The pictures I seen. It was like baby shower pictures. Oh, yeah, they was official, but but we made the joke like a week before that. Before all those pictures yeah. came out. See, I was in tune. That's why. Yeah, I was in tune with it. Yeah, man, like I said, overall, the weekend, I enjoyed it. It was good, like, what I saw, I don't know, like, I saw stuff, something, you know. Hold on, hold on. Uh, you know, and I think that was, I think those two companies need to fall back from each other. Like, I think they're better fit with AEW, and I'm not going to say that. Go to Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. That's what you can do. Yeah, yeah. That's the show killer. So what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I had to turn up the volume because I wanted to see how this. Because uh, uh, Cam was telling me earlier, I don't know if you heard that he was like right now at the taping, Buddy Murphy and Velveteen Dream are wrestling like for the North American title. Yeah. So Velveteen is backstage. It's one of those like, I think it was. I mean, it was pretty clear that, oh, it's that Sunday. So it was like the night of WrestleMania, and Buddy had just lost. And Velveteen's backstage, like, doing one of his, like, you know, exclusive, like, promos, like, just, like, talking into the camera, just, you know, talking that shit. And then you see Buddy Murphy in the background, and he walked by, he threw up a peace sign, and at first it was kind of cordial. And so I turned up the volume, and that's why I started listening. And then Velveteen... (laughs) Velveteen asked him, where are your title at? And Velveteen had these really, really mirror lenses, so they didn't have to keep putting the camera on Buddy Murphy. You could just look in Velveteen's eyes and see that Buddy Murphy was still in the, like, right there in 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 proximity. So it was really, shot really well, and like, oh, okay, I see how they got to that. Buddy Murphy Murphy ain't going, like, where are your title at? Ooh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta catch the MLW stuff. I didn't catch that, but as far as and I'm a, as far as um, um the supercar thing, I think it, I think the people wanted to see more New Japan as opposed to seeing you know more ROH. Yeah, did you hear the the, the caller, the the VIP or not the VIP, the uh, the correspondent, the in 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 building correspondent with me and Wade Monday? Uh, no. He's oh, a no, Japanese dude. No, no, he's an Australian that lives in Japanese in Japan uh, for the last like six years or whatever. And he's got a bunch of Japanese friends, and they came over and watched for WrestleMania, and then they watch New Japan and stuff all the time in Japan. Like that's they're wrestling fans, so of course. 
And uh, they were disappointed. Like, that Ring of Honor, like, kind of just took all, all the spotlight through through New Japan uh, under the bus. Yeah. I so, from a Japanese fan perspective, they were like, what the fuck? Right. So because most right of the fly-ins, yeah, most of the fly-ins and most of the people were expecting it to, you know, to be a more or less New Japan show, but it was like, you know, or they would split the billing equally, but it was like they tried to get ROH over more at the expense of New Japan. And I think that right there is going to probably be the catalyst that sours their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like now how we bust down all this big money that we made, because you know they probably sold merchandise and all that thing, you know, at the show. It's like, I think right there that's going to sour their relationship, you know, with uh, New Japan. You know, I heard, and I heard the, uh, what you call it, match, uh, Bandito and all those guys wasn't even all that. I heard it was good, but I heard it wasn't, you know, the caliber. Pretty much the consensus I got from everybody, because I had, you know, my boy Anthony, he he went to, you know, he was at Takeover with me, he went to New Japan and all that. And everybody's consensus is that the NXT show, by far was the best show of the whole week. Besides, I think a Will Ospreay and um, what's this kid? Is a kid um from England. I think his name is A Kid or some shit like that. And they mm-hmm. saying this guy got next. Like pretty much this guy, like he's got next. This A Kid fella, like he's he can go. Like he's an innovative high flying but. Like the consensus was that NXT had the best show, hands down. And I swear I watched it back home, you know, like to see the difference. Maybe, you know, there was shit that I missed, you know, live as opposed to seeing it on TV and watching that experience. From opening bell to ending bell, like, it was that to me is the perfect length of a big show. And the fluidity of how everything just leads together. And like I say, that boy, Matt Riddle, my God, like he is a fucking superstar in the mix. Like his just, his just know-how and all that. Like if there was, I think something that fell, had um, fucked up and he like just flow with it to make it, you know, to weave it in to make it look like, you know, it wasn't a fuck up. <clears throat> so like, like I could, I, I could do him as Velveteen again. Like I can. Did you hear my again. assessment of the first half of that match? Did you? Uh, no. Was no, I, I actually out of my mind? Uh, I thought Velveteen got exposed a little bit in the first half of that match. I think he got outworked and out wrestled and outclassed uh, in the first half. Right. Like I don't think he's as good yet at the first and second gear, especially the first gear. But once the match is going and you're in that last. You know, you're boom, 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 and you're selling, and you know, I, I, he's 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 good. But I just thought that first half he got, uh, it was just he was exposed as a guy that, that still ain't all the way there. Right. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, he he need another probably about maybe another good. I mean, I think it's time for him to come up to the main roster, but like. To finesse his shit and his character, I think he need to study a little bit more of like 
because he's in the same vein with them. I think he needs to study a little bit of like Austin Idol and a little mm-hmm. bit of Bobby Eat and like try to somehow mesh those, you know, because he do a lot of, you know, like, well, not a lot, but he can do, you know, some high-flying shit and things of that nature and just sprinkle a little bit of maybe macho on top of that and just, you know, study the flow of they, you know, selling and shit like that and timing because I think sometimes you write trash. You did get exposed, you know, in certain aspects. And I don't even do exposed as in, you know, we're going to expose these hoes on on uh, Facebook no, Live no, tonight. Like, no. <laughs> no, not in that. But just like, that. you know, hey, sometimes, you know, you're, like, you're a hot down. team and you're, like, we got a starting pitcher, like, you know, and he got to keep getting exposed. And that's a weakness. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, we got a bomb squad, but if we don't straighten up that pitching, yeah. I don't give a fuck how many times we score eight ten runs if we let them score eight or ten runs. Yeah, it's like detail your shit a little bit more, bro. Like slow down a little bit. Cause he like try to get everything in, like well, like and then that's when you end up missing spots. Like this is not the first takeover like I've seen that where you could tell like something was supposed to like go a certain way and then he he might rush through it and you know skip you know through a sequence. But um, the thing that, like, I liked about the Gargano match is that Gargano tore everybody off. They finally showed that if they fucking sit down and try, that they can make a baby face look strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they made him look strong. That's one way of putting it. Yeah, he oh. fought all of them all. And it, it was almost Austin that, because, you know, Austin, like, he never had help. He fought off the whole, you know, corporation or nation of domination or whoever it was. He beat their yeah. ass on his own. Taz, all those guys. And that made Johnny Gargano look a little cool. Now, the thing that got me out the whole match was the ending of it. You know what I mean? I know that um, Champa got hurt and, you know, they they probably best friends. And like, oh, the ending. Was yeah. there need for him to come out on the end of the ring? I don't, I don't cool. think. It was cool, but I don't think it was the time. I think it was just too soon. Mm, I thought it was fit perfectly. I don't know. I wasn't. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, like, if you're going to do I, it, like, do it then. You don't, don't, like, you don't have to wait till the next uh, takeover. or Because like, Johnny's only going to win the belt for the first time once. So, what? Like, this is the time to actually do it. Like, when the guy's completely baby-faced with the neck brace. And he ain't doing nothing. Not, like, nobody's throwing nobody through the thing. Candace was there. She accepted it. This was, like, a, a nice, like, uh, full circle kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, I think and, 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 and unfortunately, you just couldn't – you had to just go with the circumstances. Just like they had to go with the yeah. circumstances when Chopper got hurt with, uh, hurt his knee. It's just like, hey, sometimes the story, real life, makes you rewrite the story. And – just didn't have, you know, the story should have been Gargano beating Ciampa and Ciampa never getting hurt. I assume right. that would have been the story. And maybe we and have, think, like, a, a genuine hug where, I mean, who knows how that how that's booked, and, you know, we, we just won't, won't ever know. And but. I think we got, yeah, I think we got Ciampa hurt with them overexposing them with those guys on every fucking show. And that's the yeah, thing that we don't I, have I, to draft I don't know, Mike. When 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 he first got hurt, or and again when when you when you when you hurt your neck, 
or when your neck is the is the injury that you have to go get fixed. It's never it's never you can never go to unless you Bob Holly and Brock Lesnar just drop you on your head and you can leave immediately to go get your next next thing. But it's a it's an an acquired not acquired it's a build up it's a repetition it's because you're a goddamn pro wrestler and you take bumps on your damn head, shoulder, and neck all the time. So to say, oh, well, he was on TV a lot the the two or three weeks leading up to them saying, oh, it's too much. He's got to, we all, because the idea that they didn't know Ciampa had neck issues is ridiculous. Of course they knew. And it was just a matter of him going, no, 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 no. I'm good. I can work through this. And then the doctor's going, hey, if he can deal with the discomfort and the pain, bumps aren't going to, you know, it's in a spot where a bump isn't going to hurt him or kill him or, you know, but then they got to the point where he had to, he just probably was like, I can't do this, or it got worse, or where a bump would hurt him to to a, to a greater extent. Uh, they don't, I, one thing I do trust with, with wrestlers and WWE as a company is wrestlers' necks. Like, I don't think they mess around with wrestlers' necks. They'll fuck around with your brain, oh, you yeah. think, and this is shit you can't see. That's some stuff unless you're like <laughs> afterwards and you're dead and they cut your brain open and look at it that you can't necessarily uh, you'll never as the public be able to like be like, oh, yeah, look at that x-ray look at that like no but a neck they'll be able to like yeah man you're wrestling with this C2 and C3 fucking rupture and blah 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 why was he even allowed to wrestle so I, I, I trust the, the, and Chapa knows like if I want to have any kind of career going forward you know, you can only push that so far. Right. Kurt Angle, the guy, you know, same thing. You know, he, he he had to eventually. I mean, he even did he even did alternative things so he would so he would wouldn't so he'd come back sooner. But he even right. knew like you know, just so like with Lars Sullivan. I don't think he should be doing that headbutt so often either. Like, I was listening to Melka, and he was saying Harley Race stuff. That's the, the one thing he wish he would have never brought into the business, to have one off the road. So they Bruce, all that uh, shit do. Bruce Mitchell on Twitter was saying, oh, that was such a graceful, or some, he complimented it, but it was couched in this, you know, like, yeah, so graceful that they knew it's been a, it's been a dumb move since whatever. Like, the point was, you shouldn't be doing it. You just saw a bunch of people in the right. And that, yeah, and it's mentioned. Although, his, all, although well, it does look... Well, that's the same one, Harley Race. They twist at the end, and technically it's... Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 you give him, you breaking that. I'm going to take the physics of a diving headboard. Shout out to Paul. Yeah. But it does look good, and because no homo, he has a, 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 a thick skull, a big head. He looks like a French angel. Like, it looks more devastating, like, when he does. So it does look good. He has like a bullet head. But it does look good though. Like you just gotta be careful. These dudes gotta be more careful. And um lastly and I'm gonna cut off let somebody else get some light. I see um Alistair Black staying on a uh, raw and then moving ricochet and smack down. I'm gonna leave on that outside. Let that symbol on your brain. Good talking to you, Mike. All right. Alistair stays on Raw. I could see that going the other way around because if Finn 
Even though I would like Finn and and I wish that was they had kept that uh, the not friendship but like whatever kept that going between Finn and 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 and, and Ricochet. Like those are guys that I'd like to be be allies that occasionally will team up and have each other's backs. Yeah, I'm looking at Jessamine and 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 Shayna and all them backstage. Shayna looks an inch taller than maybe two than the, the announcer or the interviewer woman. Shafir looks about Shayna's height, and Jessamine is definitely three four inches taller than Shayna. So if Mike's saying Shayna's six damn feet, Jessamine Duke is six five, six four. And, and Shafir is 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 five eleven. I don't think that's the case. And that interviewer woman, I mean, she's like five nine, five ten. <laughs> so yeah, no, I can't go that way. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure she's very she's imposing in person. But I just don't think she. I think you got about five or six inches given her in height. Uh, but anyway, let's um, let's uh, check these emails. Yeah, you haven't gotten any more emails. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com if you want to get an email in. Let's, uh, I guess, wrap this thing up with Terrell. Head down south. And, uh, you know, Terrell, what's going on? What up? What's going on, Terrell? Not too much. Left you, you alone today, huh? Yeah, they did. Okay, Cam, the shit starter. Excuse my uh, French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> but how's everything going? You made it through um, this WrestleMania weekend. I hope you got some Red Dead up in you um, this weekend and not all wrestling. <laughs> to take I actually just, I haven't played Red Dead in uh, in um, probably about a week. So today... I did. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, so today I actually, uh, you know, fired up the Red Dead and played. Because I haven't, I haven't played the new um, plunder gimmick that they got. Where you, uh, where you just basically, it's the same, it's just like Spoils of War. It's just like. Uh, the other one, you get to blow up, blow up shit. It's that same gimmick that I like, oh. where you got to run, run to somebody's base, take something and take it back to your base, or drop explosives off at their base and blow a piece of their base up. Or, but it's all basically team on team. Oh, but this new one, this new this plunder one, it's a three way. So there are three teams. The map is a little bigger. But uh, because it's three, three, three camps that, that are out there uh, running around. So yeah, so I played okay, a little so that's the new mode. That, that, that's yeah. the new mode that they was hyping up online, saying that was the best mode they don't seen online for you know in a long time. It's and, um, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's uh, the reason it's I guess it depends if you're good or or, or bad, but. So everything's not permanent. Like when in the spoils of war, the idea was to steal something from their base and bring it back to yours. So you literally kept a score. Like you, you got a bag, 
you brought it back to your base without getting shot, that's one. If they do the same, you know, it's one, one, two, one, three, five, and one, five, you know, or the one where you had to blow shit up. You had five, four, or five, basically, you can't, if, shit, if they blew your shit up four times, you say you lost. So there was a finite, uh, there was a score, I, should, I mean, there was like a, a, but this one, they could steal the stuff back <laughs> in the plunder. Like you take, you get some shit from their base, you run it back to your base, it's one nothing or one nothing nothing since it's three teams. Well, if they take it back, it's they get the one and you got nothing now. It's not like they tied it up. They take the fucking lead. So it's uh, depending how you, uh, <laughs> you know, well, that's I, a time like, limit. if I score, that's a time I want it. And it's yeah, seven minutes. They're all about seven minutes. But I'm just saying, if I score, I want that shit to hold up. I want it to be on the board. You can't take that from me. But they're like, nope, we're coming to steal that bag right back from you and uh, take it right back to my camp or this other kid. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's interesting. But it was fun. Yeah, that, means, that, that means y'all got to be in the same party and y'all got to be talking. <laughs> well, you definitely have to protect your base. You can't uh, one one because you got a third a second team out there, so they can come at you from all kinds of stuff. So you just definitely have to leave one or two people home to kind of so your shit just isn't wide open. Especially once you get you know a nice lead and get a couple stacks in your in your base, yeah, you gotta keep some folks some folks there. So, but yeah, I mean they're, they're trying. I mean fucking right there. They you know they're they're if they're losing. If a, a guy like me who's just kind of obsessed with this game for the last six months is, and I'm finally like, just, you know, I play Conan, Conan style, which is kind of this uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, survivor, survival game. I've never played a survival game, and I'm just kind of figuring it out. Um, but I'm just like finding other things. Like, hey, let me play this and see what this is about. Live is always there. So, it's, yeah, it's like they need to do something. They need to hurry up and make this shit um, and get the fuck out of beta. I, when we were talking back in February, you think they're going to be in beta come April and May? They're like, no, it'll be full. They'll have released all the, you know, farming and, and, and you know, tobacco farming and hus- rustling and. You know, all that kind of shit. They'll then introduce that kind of stuff. Here we are, goddamn. But, I mean, they rusted out. I mean, they rusted out. They should have waited probably a little while longer. Oh, the game probably should be dropping now. But they wanted, you know, they wanted to... They were grieving. Or at least the online part. But you can't exactly... Can you bring a game out and then the online doesn't come out till five, six months later? Well, that That's, Grand Theft did that. No, they did. GTA yeah. came out in September. Yep. The online dropped in October. But it crashed. Remember, it crashed the first week. So it, it, they had to wait a few months before um, they let people got on. Some people didn't get on it at all. I don't know who these you people know. were, but I was on it. That was when I was playing uh, online that first month, the first uh, three, four months of it. So they start patching yeah, everything up. People had to wait that oh, long to get on. Because <laughs> they kept getting that little screen where they were stuck in the air and it kept deleting their character. <laughs> so some people had to wait that long. 
before they got on it. But as long as you keep adding the modes, it builds. It, it'll build back up the base because the interest, and then people see videos of it and stuff like that. So it always build back up. Those type of games always do good long term. The GTA still one of the top three games streamed. It's like the streaming platform. <laughs> like Twitch is oh, but not just online. It's the RP now. Like apparently people just will watch. It's like GTA Sims, where you just watch other people live their GTA life. <laughs> you know, yep, so, yeah, they're acting wild. <laughs> I don't know. I've never. Yeah, I don't play GTA anymore. But I'm interested in what GTA RP is about. To play it, but I'm not yeah, willing to start. To it and all type of stuff. People be making oh, it. Um, like, um, like the one guy who be making the funny cartoon using it. <laughs> That's it. That'd be, that'd be very interesting. It'd be very, very interesting. So, yeah. But um, to go to wrestling-wise, you know, good weekend. Um, show, um, probably NXT was the best show of the weekend. Um, because I heard Rich them talking about it. I watched the um, Blood Sport, and that probably was the second best show of the weekend. Oh, 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 oh. And then Mania. Why did you say 36 minutes ago you and Mike being lame right now? The fuck we do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all being real lame with some um, with uh, the conversational pieces. I, I, well, I can go ahead and get into that. Um, I know I heard because I heard um a few people out just talk about it, but you know, especially with the triple H um I guess calling uh AEW piss ants or whatever. Mm-hmm. They little little simple segment. I'm like, um, come on everybody everybody, you know, always just wanna give AEW good um news. But you know, them guys been throwing shots at them for the longest, for two, three years. So just throwing shots on being the elite. I'm just Man, saying. So you're, so, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're I'm like saying, a fucking it, it, eighth grader and like you've got like a fourth grader talking shit about you, you know, you're like, you know, uh, punch him in the face. That, that don't like, fit. No, you don't, don't punch him. You just go, hey, look at that. I'm glad that this fourth grader thinks uh, that. Don't, that don't fit. Right here. Like, like, you, got, you got a guy who, so, who play on your sports team on Philly, who throw shots at people all the time, and when people finally come back at him, he don't call them. They're all equals. He said, "I expect." Damn, this is the okay. missing the power dynamic. It's you can do WWE can take shots all they can punch down all they want. They're just going to look pathetic doing it. And when you're the small guy punching up, you look plucky and like you're fighting against all odds because usually you are, or at least in a way you are. That's that's just that's just human psychology. That's why comedians that talk are the best. Also, if it's a competition and somebody claim and somebody saying they're gonna take you out to be the number one spot, um, you come out and you you go ahead and take shots. Like I see, uh, um, what's my colleague um, who um, do this? Um, who is the racing? I forget his name right now. Uh, who um, who was the fastest man in the world? Jamaican man. When people were calling him oh, out, he don't know. Smoking everybody. Yeah, you saying both. He was smoking everybody. So when somebody called him out, he come he come he was coming at their neck, talking trash to him and going out there and beat them. So in competition, we can't compare it as in I know in business, 
Yeah, they won, and they ain't even number two. But you calling it, you calling and saying you trying to be, you gonna be competition, and you got people out here saying that they already number two. So that's what you get. Once you, I don't let you, I don't let the fly buzz around my ear for so long until you go ahead and you swing it and leave one. So, but you're you know, not even like, you know what swinging at it and squashing it would be like beating it in the ratings or like saying something petty on TV doesn't isn't swatting. It's giving them a fucking. It's, you don't think AEW is now more popular or at least more people know about them? That went, who's he talking about? What pissed it? Because they didn't say AEW. You know, I, I don't think so. At least. But people are going to search it out or the fans that already know about it are going to go even more, are going to go, oh, yeah, that's a boost to us. It's you don't even give it oxygen. You're, I, I mean. It doesn't matter. They, go, they got oxygen right now without you talking about it. So what you're right. doing. I mean, I don't know how to don't serve explain a it other than you, you don't because you look pathetic doing it. And the other part is you don't give them that kind of fucking publicity. There's two very good reasons not to do something like that. And because you want to be, ooh, they didn't take a shot, they didn't take a shot, you go against two things that make sense just because, like, your ego or your feelings hurt or they out there talking about me, I got to respond kind of way. That's not how you – that's not that's not anybody forward thinking and, uh, you know. On the top was um, the look – was and before he won, he was considered the little pissant that was throwing shots at the bigger name people too, and and nobody wanted to take a shot at him until it was too late, and he can't and he would show that he was bigger, so it is what it is, <laughs> and you can consider him the big dog nine. He's always throwing shots, and to the in today's society, it's more people who like what he does than um, the hundreds of people who. Like-minded like you. Remember, you're the minority. The way you think about stuff and the type of fans like you or Mike or Rich, y'all are the minority. It's thousands of fans like the stupid fan that ran out there on Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. It's more of those type of fans in all of stuff. Well, I mean, that guy was clearly, like, a little touched. But I, <laughs> I know that they all be untouched in some type of way and widows. But it's more people who think like that in in this day of world. That's why I be wondering when people be um, saying and taking the side of fans on certain conversations. Do they watch other sports? Because in all sports today, you can in every interview that you watch, you hear athletes complaining about fans all the time, mm-hmm. all, all the time. It's getting even more and more worse every day. Every day they complain about it. Think about the incidents that just happened in the NBA just this year alone. Yeah. Well, Russell Westbrook had to almost attack a fan because what the fan told him, get down on your knees like you used to. <laughs> well, that's why you can't. I mean, as terrible as that was, uh, was, you can't preface that by Westbrook almost had to attack a fan. Like, no, no he didn't. Well, he didn't attack him. He just he, no, no, he didn't almost have to attack him. He didn't have to do anything. That man said some terrible things to him. He, he could have did like he did to the kid, the guy in Philly who got up in his face with the middle fingers. Like, who is this? But well, I get but it. That guy in, in particular has been, has yeah. been... No, 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 exactly. No, no, that guy in particular... Um, I, you know, I want to kind of go against the point I just made, but that guy in particular was a real piece of shit and has a history, a very public history even, against 
uh, fucking with, with Russell yeah. Westbrook. Yeah. And yeah, and you got to think about it. People, these people hear this type of stuff every day. It's just eventually you gonna you gonna you gonna react because we in the day we in the day where fans is in the gotcha world. Oh, I got you, bitch. <laughs> and everybody want to say it, and and they are the majority because it's more them. And they already think with the mentality of, hey, I buy a ticket so I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. Excuse my language. But, you know what I'm saying? Just because you buy a ticket don't mean you can say whatever you want to say. But that's a, a certain a certain type of mentality that, um, that's that been around for generations. That the, uh, th- Those type of people think that just because they pay for a ticket, they... They pay for your salary. That's just like you drive trucks and deliver packages. That's like the person at the end who packages you delivering like, hey, I pay for your salary. No, you don't. The person who hired me pays for my salary. You don't pay for my salary. Like, <laughs> so you can't say what you want. To yeah, do. I don't even like when people say that to cops and shit. Like, okay. Like, like just because they pay your, you pay their salary, so to speak, you know, they'll give you the right to you know, be a piece of shit to a cop. <laughs> yeah. Never like that being uh, thrown. Uh, uh, my taxes pay for teacher's salary. Don't mean I can go to the school and say whatever I like to a teacher. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> like, that don't make no sense. So you know, I was just because I was listening to um a lot of the um audio this weekend. I um and I was hearing how people like I understand that some fans was upset that um you know with the transportation in New York City and stuff like that. And that's a big you, deal. in some ways you got to say yeah, that's a big deal. In some ways you got to say also too that um because in some people mentality you got to also be be like some of these people believe that, oh, this it ain't gonna happen to me. Um I bought my ticket so somebody gonna get me back to where I'm going. So I ain't even worried about it. When for months you knew the show was gonna be seven hours. Way over months, you knew it was gonna be that. By the time you bought your, before you bought your ticket, you knew how long it was gonna be. So sometimes, you know, you need to plan. My, my grandma always told me, you can't complain about something that you willingly chose to go to. It don't matter what happened, you willingly chose to go there, especially when you already knew where it was gonna be before you got there. If you knew you're going to a hood party, and you know they shoot at hood parties, you can't complain about it being shot up. <laughs> so he, me hearing people and I heard way um that Monday with you and they were talking about that I just you can you can bring attention to it but just agreeing with fans all especially after that weekend and what happened that Saturday like <laughs> proving even even more how crazy these and loony these fans are because again it's it, fans like you and Rich Mike um uh, Cam. Whoever is it, it, it's only a hundred of fans like y'all out of that eighty-two thousand who um be like that. You probably only can meet a hundred of you guys, but you're gonna meet a thousands of crazy lunatics that are similar to the guy who ran down there on Bret Hart. So that's why I never uh I I listen to what a fan has to say when they have complaints and stuff about stuff like that, but I'm not gonna be ah. They should they should think better of the fans when in all other sports they they go out and say that. <laughs> See, when teams tank, they don't be caring about what the fans think. We're gonna do it because this is what's best for us. 
And what's best for us is going to be best for you down the line because you're going to do nothing but complain anyway no, no matter what we do. The Lakers going through that right now because that's why their job ain't in what, why Magic went ahead and left. Because you got the complaints from fans, you got the people, the backstabbing and all this, you can't do what you want to do. And your expectations of fans, so they talking crazy, talking trash. You know what I'm saying? When they expectations higher than what it really is. Well, yeah. Oh. Again, I'm keeping with the LA the Lakers thing. I guess I don't care what you got, or I don't care who what LeBron can do if if y'all had to, you know, trade all the other pieces away. And you know, what can he do by himself, basically? Him and Living Ball still there? Is just basically him and Ball by themselves? Um, no, it was him and um. Oh, that other kid. Who's been healthy most of the time? Everybody else, all the other guys got hurt and stuff like that. Then you know they feelings got hurt when they when they got leaked about the trade and all that stuff. So then them young cats, they let the fans get to them when the fans start talking crazy and saying yeah. something. So it hurt their feelings. So that hurt they play. And stuff like that. So I'm just saying, you see it in all sports, and people complain about the fans more and more each year, year to year. So attacking, that's why I like what Sammy Zane said. I felt like that's gonna make him a heel because majority of the fans are that, are the way that he say. They are the toxic people. They are the people who come in and make make it hard for some of the guys and, and girls, the ones who who go in the uh, hat. Hack a Tony song phone, phone and post her news everywhere. Then you got the other thousands of lunatics who just do it for likes, start posting it too. <laughs> so you know, they are uh, they are the um just you know, you got some out there that means well that when they criticize, they criticize for a better show for everybody. But you got some that just criticize and talk shit just cause. And because they feel entitled to, because I buy a ticket, I, I pay for the network, I can say whatever I want to you. I can do whatever I want to you. The majority of them guys are the guys who go to the show, go to all the live events. The hardcore WWE fans or the, the hardcore indie fans or the, the, guy, the most vocal guys who be the ones chanting the AEW. Mm-hmm. Those be those um, sicko fans. Who fickle, who very fickle, and don't have no, um, and don't have no, you know, no awareness of, of, of what they do and say, because you know, they the ones who hide behind them fake, them fake faces on Twitter and stuff like that, knowing if they said that to somebody in person, you gonna see them on one of them memes getting knocked out. <laughs> uh, the one meme I like when um, the one friend getting kicked in the ribs by the two guys. And the other two friends come, and the boy comes with the flying um, Lucane drop kick, <laughs> <laughs> and which is so awesome. <laughs> I posted that, told my friends, if y'all ain't friends like that, man, we can't be friends no more. <laughs> so I know I might be taking a tone that um, most people not agree with, but you know. I'm, to a point, I'm getting tired of, you know, just agreeing with fans because I feel like some people agree with the fans type of stuff because they still want to be included in the whole whole masses of this the, the small wrestling culture. And 
Or maybe I they just like validate them. Yeah, you you agree. If you agree, then you know what I'm saying? Some, I might have to They might not just be it might not be ulterior motives. They might just be like, Yeah, I think that too. That's right. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, some of the people who bring it up have bad arterial motives. You know what I'm saying? Hidden agendas. Old uh, hidden agendas like a Trump or something like that. So, you know what I'm saying? I'd be weary. If you make a good point, like, okay, WWE, next time when you go to the city of New York, you know they ain't, you know they ain't willing to do anything about it. They had that same trouble. When the NFL come there, because the Super Bowl don't be over by 11 <laughs> or by 10 o'clock. The Super Bowl be over by 12. And fans, um, so they be Super having the same trouble in day in the area. When, when, the celebration and all, when, the, when the celebration and all that stuff, and a lot of fans stay for the celebration to celebrate with their team, that don't, that don't, oh, that's fans that's that's not that's that's 12. Hey. Yeah. The Super Bowl didn't hey. end until 11 o'clock, right, uh, a little bit before 11. Uh, I know that head. because I had a party, and I'm I'm Tom Brady fan, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, and that. Uh, yeah, I know. In that case, let me go ahead and move on. So. <laughs> but I'll move on from that. But uh, I heard you. No, I meant from you, motherfucker. Goodbye. Click. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, that why I try to hurry up and slick and say, I'll move on from that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know that's touchy. But um, I heard y'all talking about the um, shake-up. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to see I can't. I don't want too many people to switch over because it's no big surprises. I'm, I, I used to think they used to do the shake-up to see how they can surprise people that, oh, this person going to move. But since they don't build up too many people and we don't have too many big-name deals, I just hope that a few people get switched over, like a Drew McIntyre, even though they say he might be hurt or something. I felt like him going to SmackDown would have did a big deal with him and being the first person to um, go against Kofi could have helped him a whole lot. Um, maybe sending Braun over to SmackDown to be with Samoa Joe on SmackDown, I feel like it would have been better because – it seemed like SmackDown storytelling is a lot better than Raw. And I would love to see how Braun deal with being on a better telling show, a show that tell better stories. And could they, you know, get him back up? And I would love to see that feud for the next month or two between him and Joe and see can Joe choke out Braun Strowman because he almost did. So stuff like that. And I would love to see Sami Zayn on Raw to get away from um, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. To see how he could be as maybe a top two or three heel, and see can he chase um, Seth Rollins because how he's talking down to the fans and how Seth Rollins have become good at talking up the fans and being on the fan side. I feel like that could be a good story in contrasting, you know, personalities right now. Mm-hmm. Then I would love to see um, Sasha. And Bailey split up, and maybe Bailey going here, and a heel Bailey going up against uh, a Becky who be the babyface, and if Becky lose one of the titles and she be the uh, champion on Raw, I would love to see a heel Bailey versus Becky just to see how that goes. Cause I know the matches will be real good, but I want to see how that dynamic do. 
And would people still cheer Bailey? Or would they do mm-hmm. Bailey? Because of the man. Yeah, I think she should go to SmackDown and Sasha should stay on Raw. But either way, they should be split. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, you know, yep. if, if you want to do it the other way, whatever. Just get them, get them apart. You want to leave Sasha on. Yep, because we ain't never seen one of them, either one of them on SmackDown. So it'll be their first time being a SmackDown wrestler. Either mm-hmm. one of those, either one of those women. So, and I understand, I understand what they did with Alexa, because I guess they want to build her back up since they need new face, new heels, new people on top of the card. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to see who who um Paige get as a tag team. I don't think she's gonna get um the Sky Pirates because I wouldn't want to see them come up right now because I feel like that'll be just a couple of months thing that they have with Paige or whoever the tag team she bring up, and they're not gonna really put no story behind them. It's not you and Tyra. Knowing how they they put people with um in the the last two people they had with um with Paige they were two developing uh, people who really becoming better now with um. Oh, that's a born and fucking Aaliyah up to, to the main roster. That's who I'm thinking. Get the fuck out of that's here. That's who I'm thinking. Uh, well, I'm just I'm just saying this as. They're the um they're the longest running people down there in NXT when women and they like to bring up those people that they're not using and I wouldn't see that they are setting up the Sky Pirates when they don't have too many other people built up to go against Shayna right now. The only person they got right now to go up against Shayna who might could be considered credible is Candice LeRae and they just start building her up. So I don't think they want to dwindle down the opponents because when you took all the women away, when you had Oscar down there, you had Oscar. Oscar was a very, uh, a super big attraction in NXT. When you when she, remember that time once they brought up Bailey, the four horse women. Remember it was just Oscar and a bunch of people who yeah yeah and the iconic really work with. <laughs> she had to like wrestle the iconics for like six straight weeks. <laughs> No, put Zia Lee with somebody and bring her up. Did you see her? I think it was her Hall of Fame. It was her and her uh, Hall of Fame outfit. My Oh, goodness. yeah. Woo. Just on the strip of that picture alone, I, I, I wouldn't mind if Zia Lee made it to the main roster. But, yeah, if it's like Zia yeah. Lee and uh, I don't know. I can't think of a, a, another, like, Kind of not used, but like you can already tell they're they're pretty pretty good. Like you couldn't bring up that lady. She be hanging out with that other girl. She be ta- she be um um that other girl who's Korean and black. They be tagging with each other on NXT. Are you talking about um, me, 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 It's another one. No, it's another um young lady down there. Lady. Karen Karen something. I think. Mm. I seen your picture. She got some ham hawks on her too. <laughs> I seen your picture later, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they be tagging with each other, so maybe that could be. But you know, hmm. I don't want to see the Scott Pirates right now. I'd rather wait till I want. I wanted to see them in the damn elimination chamber. 
But like beyond that, like they missed that. That was the, that was when you could have brought them up and established them to the main. Even if they didn't stay, they went right back to NXT after the pay per view. But now you could then bring them up. Uh, or, or it would be a uh, lot more. I prefer yeah. to see them win the title on NXT and watch them build them up and then bring them up as the new champs or something like that. Like these girls from NXT just beat the champions and now you build them up. You know, it's like you're rolling out the red carpet for them and see and, and see that. But, but I kind of see they're going to try to maybe they how they've been pushing on their social media. The iconic, I see them twitching them kind of faces, kind of uh, making them kind of face. And I think whoever um, Paige brings up, they're going to be more healing. <laughs> That's why I thought Aaliyah and um, the other girl, um, yeah, or what you call a racist. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Rich came up with that name. For Aaliyah. <laughs> but yeah, Vanessa Ford, yeah, man. That, Cam was right. Sheesh. She a different kind of fine. She a man, yeah. she get away with a lot of shit fine. And plus, you know what I'm saying? It's just something different, I guess. And you know they like putting um, pretty people with Paige and stuff like that, and just seeing yeah. Paige talk them up and, and stuff like that because I guess you use Paige to be the draw for them, and she talking them up like she did with Mandy them. Till they start catching footing, you know, always a project. Mm-hmm. And have Paige work with them and talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it'll help them out. Maybe it won't. But you never know till you see. And you know, Vince like pretty people anyway. For some reason, he behind on stuff. But I like, I like that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I want to ask you. Um, what were your thoughts on that Adam Cole Johnny Gargano match? Did you have anything? I know you said, um, I was catching, I was thinking you said you were seeming like you was kind of when um, you and Mike was talking about it at the end, like you was like, mm, it wasn't all that. But I it was too to much. What you really I, I, about I couldn't, it was too much. It was way over the top with Gargano getting his ass kicked. In every single angle, kicking out of everything. It's just like, this is just not believable. No, that's really all it came down to. Just was too much. Like, in the context of, like, you know, understanding all that, like, it was a fantastic match. It just didn't make a lot of sense as a match. Like, that's just not how. Mike's like, yeah, Austin will fight off the whole domination. Yeah, he wouldn't take, he would fight them off. He didn't eat every finisher from the domination and then kick out of them. Yep, so, because uh, now what somebody got to do to beat you? Do somebody got to right? You got to fucking lose. I guess somebody hit him with a, 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 a goddamn anything. I don't care. Watch the next time he do. It's gonna be on a roll up, schoolboys and shit. So it just wasn't. It just wasn't a realistic. You know what I mean? Like it just stretched beyond my kind of. Uh, you know, just like all right, y'all, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I heard what you said about the dream match, and I agree with you, too. You can tell that Matt Riddle, but I think that was part of the process to show that Matt Riddle was just so good at wrestling. Right. That, that, been, had to, certainly, that was the point. That could have certainly been a, 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 a part of the story. Like, he's 
got to be, you're supposed to be, uh, you're supposed to get outworked. And that's why, but I just thought the big breakout moment for your, you know, top, you know, or guy that you want to be your top star, you get outworked, outclassed, and then wins by fucking fluke or luck, or, you know, because the other guy gets a little too, a little frustrated and he can't, it just didn't sit well for, for, for a lot of reasons. But again, in the context of moves and holds and, you know, the story that they told in the ring, like, it was a good match. I don't think it's, like, magic year so far, but maybe the Gargano had a cold match. I'm um, match of the year. Yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying, too. I get, I get what you're saying, also. But I was also listening to the announcers uh, talk up the match. And they were talking about how Green showed his wrestling skills from this month before all the way till this point, showed that he can wrestle with anybody. The show yeah, but he can't, though. Keep up. Yeah. But this time, with this guy, he, he showed how much he has grown mentally. And he mentally knew because um, they talked about it, the announcer, um, the announcer talked about it, and then when they had the little thing with Triple H, that's something else that he pointed out. He showed that, yeah, Matt Riddle got everything in the ring, but what separated him from Dream apart was Dream has been here longer, and he had the experience in these big-time matches. So he, with his mind is never out of it. So when you thought you had the victory, he saw you slipping, and he caught you. And hopefully next time when you're in that moment, you won't slip. Like the moment they tried to play with the Rock in Cena Part 2, when Cena let, um, the first one was Cena let yeah, um, where he, he the went Rock for the, trick him. He went for the, he went, no, 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 it was because Cena got cocky and went for, went for uh, the people's elbow. And got mm-hmm. caught in rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the happened. second one, he faked it. He faked it, and then did, and then caught, caught yeah. the rock. So yeah, nice I thought that okay. was a better book version of it. A better book version of it, and this was like part one. And they can have a part two, and you can see, you might see a different style of match where you see uh, Matt Riddle go kind of healing in that match, and then turn back face at the end by yeah. trying to shake his hand, next time he won't get that frustrated where he go healing, and he still bring that intensity, but he also know that you can't slip up, you can't lose focus, and just think that you had a match, because the match ain't never over. So you're going to always be on your P's and Q's. I like how they're building both of those guys up, and I can see both of those guys as um, world title contenders if they go to the main roster. You might see that match at a mania one day. But um my last thing for you so you can go ahead and end the show early. Name yeah, three people probably. that you would love to see in the shake up come um just pop up and where and what show you would like to see them pop up on. Um my first I would love to see um uh, undisputed era, but I don't think they're coming up now. But I would love to see them as a group that go up against the New Day. And they come out after uh, they get drafted, but they don't show up that day. And they come out after Kofi's first defense, and then they jump the New Day. 
and say they here to take over. And that be the few to take you to SummerSlam, them versus New Day. Um, I would love to see Finn on SmackDown, better told really? show. And I would love to see Braun on SmackDown, better told show. That's my three. Yeah, Finn to SmackDown, Joe to Raw, and um, and I guess Roman Reigns is SmackDown. I just like to I'd like to see that just to, for the chaos or you know the story, the stuff, the, the talking points that will come out of it. Oh man, you want to see fans riot and they say, "Oh hell!" <laughs> yeah, they're about to make my favorite show, you know, the Roman Reigns show. Yeah, I like to just for the chaos again that it will cause. So yeah, so Joe, Joe Finn and Roman, I definitely want to see move. Okay. And, and, and Bailey, well, Bailey was... and or Charlotte, one of them gotta, or not Charlotte, Bailey and or Sasha, one of them gotta go. So yeah, yeah. Okay then, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Well, that's it for me. What man. about do you have one NXT man. person that you want to come up? One NXT person? Yeah, I do. Um, that in a, like I said, um, undisputed later, but the yeah, one person that. that I would like to see, the the one person that I really would like to see, um, go up, um, to just to, just to see, I know he ain't been on TV that much, but I want to see what they do with him because see, he be one of those guys that wants to get to to the main roster, not Keith Lee, Lee yet. Somebody that nobody would even think of. The um the boy Kona Reed. <laughs> I don't know uh, yeah, yeah. Kona Reed. Yeah, I mean that's what he's there for, but I, I think on the main roster he would get way more uh because of his size and all that. He could Yeah. Uh, and you know that is that Samoan background. Uh, is it Samoan or is it Hawaiian? Yeah. I, I, maybe I'm just going by Kona. I'm letting that but I just don't know. I just assumed you're to have your, if you're yeah, name I thought he was Kona, um, some kid to the rock. I thought he was some kid okay. to the rock. He wanted the rock cousin. Mm. Yeah, if he can get his body consistently, like, tight, he's got a uh, – he's going to get chance after chance on the main roster. I like that kid. So. Yeah, I would love to see him go in a, um, and maybe – And I think for, his body's I, fine I, I, <laughs> the way it is, but y'all know what I'm yeah, so that's one person I like to see because he's losing the NXT, and I don't see them building him back up to be a problem. So just yeah. get him up there and see how he go. Just I got, you know, I, I'm going six month plan for him. Shayna Baszler, <laughs> that's what a yeah six month plan. Right, right. I hope they got a six week plan for you if you get called up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's who I would like to see. All right. Well, we'll end it there. Thanks, Terrell. All right. No problem, Terrell. Talk to you. All right. It's Terrell from Georgia. So that wraps things up here. We'll uh, be back next time, next week, same place, same time, same channel. Um, Rich and I will be by. If you're VIP, click over. Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of content. Um, kind of wrestled, wrestling talked out. I talked to Wade, talked to Cam and you guys today, so I want to talk about some damn comic books. That's something that you got to read. So, might be other, might be a, it might be a Entertainment Coast cast heavy um, VIP. Cause 
Yeah, unless Rich wants to talk more about his his time in New York. Yeah, we can talk about other things. So, until next time, I appreciate everybody's time and energy and all your correspondence. I'm Trey, and uh, we'll get on y'all next week. <laughs>